Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best ever in reality television. Recapping shows like I Love New York, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And there's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. This is what the feminists fought for, okay? So... Except in this case, this episode is all about wet-ass presents. Oh, good one. Thank you. I like that. I like that. Mm, I like Mm. that. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are we even talking about? No one likes wet-ass presents. Nobody likes some wet-ass presents. Wet and gushy. Ew! That's literally- It is weird. That is significantly more offensive to me than the real thing. Although it makes me feel like they have a perfect- What would the word be? I'm gonna say everything. Automatopoeia. No. What? Automatopoeia is the the sound. Like automatopoeia. Oh, I was no, no, no. I was gonna say that they should team up with gushers. Boo! Ew! I swear to God, for some reason, gushy. Like, first of all, who decided that that was going to be the alternative? Like that. I'm telling you, it's way more offensive to me than pussy ever would be. I mean, obviously, pussy can't get p word. You can't do it on the radio. It's a lot worse than that. Anyway, we're still we're still in a very WAP state of mind. Yes. Uh, but we're also talking about I Love New York. Very much also, so. Why is that Ben Shapiro remix so fucking catchy? You know why? It's because it's I Marquis. Yeah, everything that I'm... he did it perfectly. It's, yes. It's so fucking catchy, and that whole bit where he's like, I'm like, and that's why I brought that up because when that whole bit where he's like, this is what the fem- feminists want, you guys, and it's like, yeah, literally, we want to have consensual sex. It is kind of that's weird. Like we want to enjoy yes. consensual sex. That's like, weird. He, he right? He really thinks he's making a point, and, and then it's he like dunked on himself by yeah. saying his wife said oh, it's my a God. problem. Oh, could <laughs> could could be a, a yeast infection. Oh, my a, God. if you need a mop and bucket, it's like oh my God. <sighs> like to oh my God, I hate him so much. I hate Ben he's, Shapiro. He's really terrible. I don't understand why he has a platform. I don't understand why. I, he has mean, fo- I understand like back in the day, I get why it started for him. No, I understand. But at this why- point. I understand why he has a platform. I just like he doesn't have kids, right? I well, he might I keep that private. Not. Well, in this case, it's like with the whole like wet ass pussy thing. It's kind of like oh, and everyone just shits what? on him. Like I feel bad for your wife and everything. I mean, she's complicit, so I don't really feel that bad for her. Anyway, gives not... a new meaning to the dap. Dry, like, ass? dry ass pussy. Oh yeah, okay, I got yes. it. Yes. Anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, Ben Shapiro. Or, well, sometimes Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Yes, we do I, love them. Or, or pussies, especially. But sometimes. we're here to talk about things being wet. Yes, very true. Things being wet, because this particular episode of I Love New York, I guess, is picking up where Rock of Love left off in trying to kill a contestant. Okay. <laughs> Think about say, it. New York, I was, well, yeah. No, I was going to say that New York might need a mop and bucket, but yes. <laughs> We did not, like, plan for it to go on this long about this stuff. No, I know. Let's make a WAP joke, and here we are. So, uh, yeah, I guess we should do the housekeeping stuff, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Say that every week. We start with that, Like, I don't know this is how we start every show. You can watch along with us on just Hulu. Unfortunately, it's edited, and unfortunately, they took it off everywhere else for, well, free or part of your subscription. Amazon, you do have to pay for the season. Yeah. Which sucks. And you know what I'm nervous about is like, sometimes I think to myself, maybe I will buy it, you know? But then it's like, I'm imagine, not gonna lie. imagine fucking paying for it and it's still being edited. My th- Yes. What I, one day what I would like to do is get like, hopefully they made them into Blu-ray, if not, the DVD of all these. Yeah. Where it's uncensored, unedited. If you, if you come unedited. across them in your like travels, 
we'll pay for that. Like, just we give us a heads up. I know, but if somebody wants to do that for, like, well, no, keep your eyes find out. Find it for us. Because there's this one, there's a, I mean, obviously there's, ton, I don't want to say thrift store, but there's stores where, like, you'll literally Why just see on the wall. Why thrift store? Well, I wouldn't consider it. Do you think it, that it's, like, would, politically incorrect? No, 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 no. I mean <laughs> it more as, like, thrift stores are more clothes. I guess it would be the equivalent no, of an electronic are, thrift store. Thrift stores can still Does have that make other sense? stuff. Yeah, and then there's, like, eBay or whatever. Because there was this one store we used to go to up by my sister's that, like, you'd go in, like, you know, CDs here at the time, CDs and DVDs would still be, like, you know, 15 bucks or whatever. And you'd go up there and you'd find, like, collections for, like, three bucks. It was the yeah. greatest thing in the world. I'm sure that's still you, like, thing. full season, like, The Office season one full of thing of course it would be that i know it would be like five bucks or like the old best buy bins yeah, or no, Walmart we all, ones. most of us are millennials who have shot so i say if it. anyone sees them for like those like five dollar special bins please or let us know if you don't know. see it for like if you, if you see it for a reasonable price like if you'd pay that price for the thing let us know Depends. and we'd probably pay the price for the thing anyway Depends. that was, that was i don't do one. much more than like at most 10 bucks Anyway, <laughs> rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who yes. don't suck. Five stars, Five please. Five stars is ideal. I'm doing, please. like, the... Again, You're doing I'm, the Beyonce I'm thing. Doing what are you the, doing? I'm doing the put a ring on it motion. Like, y'all can fucking see me. You can't. It's a free, helpful way to support us. Just help gets the word out about us and gets us on... Yeah. Bumps us up on the top lists or whatever. I don't know how I don't technically know, yes. Which... I, I deal with other kinds of algorithms for work. But either way, if you have a couple extra coins that you would like to throw in our direction and want to hear us talk some more we go on and on about the 2000s or just whatever vh1 was putting out during that time on patreon patreon.com slash rewind the love pod we've got i love the new millennium slash year 2000 plus whatever i decide is really interesting that happened in the 2000s well a lot of the times they leave out really Not not necessarily only just important, but things that like when we were like teenagers that were so culturally huge for people our age. I mean, like fucking Usher, yeah, being the number one song. It's kind of like that's yes. They didn't talk about that in preview. They don't mention it. Not only that, the number one song he had the number one album that he dominated for half a fucking year. For half the year, yeah. Uh, In case you like black people and women didn't have opinions that mattered to the age one until 2014. Yeah but anyway uh yeah you can hear us talk some more about that and just you know support your local podcasters i mean we might not be local but we're small time also i was on by pumpkin princess jones curtis and i had a really fantastic conversation about the girls next door which is actually a super depressing show to watch i really hadn't considered this prior to having to watch the show back and like talk about it but You know, obviously the shows that we're covering here on our show are very clearly like VH1's attempt at The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, like very obviously. But I didn't realize until I kind of watched them in this same headspace how much Hef is kind of an influence on like Flav and Brett and obviously a lot of men especially men, men with culture. power during yeah. the time no i know but like just sort of the approach to having a gaggle of women stuck in your house to date and like having that power over them we should not have given hef as much influence over culture as he had like i wish we could posthumously take human rights from him that man was terrible and was allegedly more or less kind of running a cult out of his fucking house that he didn't even own and smelled like dog piss wow 
yeah no fuck half also uh princess is great so listen to her podcast not just because i'm on it but because she covers a lot of really cool stuff she talks about the first season of flavor of love as well duh, because of the name of the show yes. but she talks about breaking bonaduce and growing up Gotti, which is one of my personal favorites and now she's working on the girls next door so listen to her show as well and she's so sweet and i just really enjoyed our conversation but Oh my goodness, I Love New York season two is a thing that is happening, and wow, did they find a set of fucking weirdos. That's a way to put it. Just weird, right? Like, a lot of them are fucking weird. Just like, have you interacted with other human beings prior to this? Like, I just need to know. And it doesn't seem like it's just edits and stuff. It's really no. Just I feel like they're just who I they mean, are. Some of it is kind of them stunting yes. for the camera, but trying like, to be cool. But like, their version of stunting for the camera is like. Uh, weird <laughs> do it for the vine i ain't gonna do it uh so what did you think about the episode overall i thought it was okay it had its entertaining moments it had i mean every episode has problematic moments that's just kind of what we <laughs> oh, live boy. with now with vh1 from the yeah. mid to late 2000s yeah, 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 yeah. um but overall we get to know some of the guys a little bit more you can kind of get a focus on who you think might be lasting a little longer than others based on this and there's those others who don't get as much time that you're like, all right, I know they're going to come into play more mid-season. It's funny because I don't know if I feel, if I just am feeling this way because of the mood I was in when I watched it, or if it's just this franchise in general, or if it's, I don't know what. But I feel like I spent a lot of this episode kind of waiting to get a lot of the other extraneous guys out of the way just so we could get down to the core personalities. Mm. Whereas I think I most seasons I'm kind of entertained in the beginning and then towards the end because then there are always those extraneous people in the middle. But I feel like this one, it's in the beginning, not that it's not entertaining, but like, some of the people you, some of the big personalities you know are going to have to go home early because they're too weird. Like, for me, it's just a weird, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? I see. You feel differently going into this than Like, the I'm just ready to get into, like. Give me the top the, ten and we're done. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm ready to get into, like, the big, yeah. bigger names, quote unquote. And I'm putting exactly. heavy air quotes on that. Because <laughs> you are, yes, exactly. You understand that there are going to be people going home that are. Just, I guess, as you're saying, it's like the first couple episodes, they just want to make things funny and shit, just so, like, people will watch. Yeah, but... Which you don't need, because it's New York, you're gonna get fucking people anyway. I don't want to keep comparing it to Flavor of Love Season 2, but, like, from the get-go, like, I would say that is probably the best season. Uh, It's kind of tied between I Love New York Season Mm 1 and Flavor of Love Season 2, but, like, Flavor of Love Season 2, from the get-go, is fucking bonkers. And even the extraneous people who they kind of get rid of like there's enough really interesting personalities in there that carry it through from episode one to the finale whereas this is like well these people are kind of weak but i'm ex- like once the strong personalities really stand out they're gonna really stand well out. i mean because yes because that's watching this right now there's no one you really connect to that's not true. I disagree. Really? Yeah. I, there's like a couple people that I'm, well. I feel like they just jump around with people right now where I'm kind of like, eh. Oh, you mean like ones that uh, production focuses on? Yeah. Or? Well, with that or like, like I just feel like. Just like me, like, I thought you meant like me personally, like who I feel like I'm really enjoying watching. Well, that's, I guess, yeah, like who you want to kind of root for or something. Yeah, I've got people I'm rooting for. Really? Sort of. Yeah. I'm going to say, I normally get that when I watch Flavor of Love. I mean, Rock of Love, obviously. I mean, I always have my people. Yeah, I mean, you're also saying that because they're hot women. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, 
I'm not really. I guess I'm not really rooting for any of the hot guys because most of the hot guys ended up being shitty off they screen. Suck. So, mm. you know who I really enjoy though? Who I'm really enjoying? Midget Mac. Oh, he's great TV. He is not only. He's like, got an awesome personality. He's a funny son of a bitch. That's the thing. Is like, I, I get it. Like, I'm crushing on him a little bit because he's got a very charming personality. And you know what's funny about him is like, there's a lot of times where somebody who has a big personality and like tends to interject jokes into a lot of situations like a lot of times those jokes don't land and those kinds of personalities can be really grating but i feel like every time he spoke up and like said anything i laughed no he's witty like he's got he's got quick humor he knows what he's saying and he's got like a real sincerity to him and just like i I mean, I'm glad it didn't work out because New York is being wild ableist through a lot of well, this shit. Yeah. But I mean, if she could have gotten over some of that a little bit and Sister Patterson wasn't so awful to and about him, I think it would have been nice to see how it works out. Although I do have another reality TV person I would like to see New York with, but I'm going to save it to the very end. All right. Well, speaking of Midget Mac, let's transition this now into, into the actual I Love episode. New York, yeah. season two, episode two, titled flowers from fishburn which we'll learn about later right i was like what the fuck exactly. is this title about because i completely forgot and i figured it was the name of the lake or something but w- it doesn't and i want to say that it makes sense but it doesn't no. so we open in the morning with some of the guys in the gym including midget mac who is pretty funny he grabs some dumbbells just goes lightweight and he starts throwing punches with him and then he rips his shirt off and throws it down all fired up does some curls and is that knockout with the helmet on i think like it was knockout helmet? next to him yeah for what purpose because I don't know. Also, I was wondering. He's susceptible to, to being knocked out. So he the, protects I his wonder. Head. It doesn't seem like they have gyms for the ladies on whatever. Well, on they have Brett's gym. But that's what I wanted to say. So on Flavor of Love, they don't have a gym. But on Rock of Love, Brett had a gym, but did any of them have access to that? That's Probably. I, I mean, it's, I would it's hope. connected to the house. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that it's like not only Brett's space, you know? But Flavor of Love, no. I don't recall ever seeing one. There could have been one, and obviously they just don't show it Let at that point. Let the out. Like, goddamn. I mean, I know they've shown, like, him and Hoops playing basketball at a point in That's season true. one. And yes, I forgot So maybe that. there was something they could do. Yeah. So Big Ant comes in. Wait, you're not going to talk about the weird Statue of Liberty that's outside of the house? Oh, I guess I didn't see it. How did you what? miss it? Oh, my God. So they show it very quickly, at least for now. So you know how Flav had his dinosaur? Of course. And... And they didn't have this the first season of Isle of New York, and they show it very quickly, but they have a Statue of Liberty, but it's holding, instead of a torch, it's like, it looks kind of like a goblet, but I guess it would be like a vase, like full of flowers, like a planter full of flowers, but they like have it in, first of all, they put terrifying makeup on it, it looks like a a weird, like, living doll type situation, and they put you know, instead of the robes, they put, like, colorful sashes on it. But really, like, they must have just used, like, saris, like, like Indian yes. traditional dress. Because it's very colorful and very bright. But because, like, New York's colors are, like, that orange and purple and pink and all that stuff. So they put all that kind of stuff on. and it, But it's, like, the fucking Statue of Liberty. So they put a very colorful sari and terrifying makeup on the Statue of Liberty. I'm sure we'll see it more as I time to, goes on, yes. but, and they go over it very quickly. It's just, it's really bizarre how they dress. I have to like look at it next time. It's I guess so it was a weird. quick thing. But. It is. It's really that quick that if you look down, you could miss it. Jeez. 
Big Ant then comes in and he leaves the note from New York, which reads, I want a guy who knows what I like and is going to make sure I get it. I know y'all didn't come to my house empty-handed. Grab your swimsuits and a gift from me and let me see what you got. I'm very disappointed it doesn't rhyme. But. Well, she's not supposed to be a musician. I know. But when we have three shows and two are musicians, you're kind of expected to just follow a theme. I mean, not really. But then we also get the confession from Midget Mac that he cannot swim. Yeah. Is this where he talks about why or is this, that's the next one? That comes in afterwards. Okay. Because I know I did write that down. It is a very good reason, so yes. put a pin in that. So we do get a quick cut to Cheesy and Unsure in their room, where they are looking for a gift to give her. I have a feeling they were told to bring something. I think that's possible. I mean, if you think about it in terms of drag race, like, they're kind of given a heads up about what the challenges will be. So exactly. So they can bring certain outfits and stuff. Because everyone has stuff, clearly. Yeah. It's not like they're like, yo, you co- y'all could run out of the house I mean, for sure 20 minutes did- and go to the mall. I'm like. sure they didn't just didn't know the context. They probably were like, hey, come with a gift for New York. It's part of a challenge. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So Unsure reveals to Cheesy that he did bring something that he got for another girl, but he's going to give it to New York now. Yeah, he's regifting. He's Yes, and he's also just a dumbass for bringing it up in the first place. That's some D-A-P, D-A-P behavior. The D-A-P? The D-A-P? D-A-P. D-A-P. No, it's D-A-P behavior. D-A-P behavior. D-A-P. I, I just love to, especially this early on, when, like, the contestants just assume that, like, nobody else on the show is this t- taking it as, like, not seriously as they are. Like, they, they just don't give a fuck and they assume everybody's operating on the same page. Yes. Or I'm not saying that Cheesy in particular or really any of these guys are super sincerely, like, trying to be there for New York. Although, more sincerely than I am with any of the musicians. But, yeah. I mean, it's like, New York is also, like, at this point, like, some of the hottest she's been on any of these shows to yeah. date. Like, she looks fantastic. So, I'm not saying it doesn't, that these guys aren't attracted to her. Whether or not they want to build a real relationship with her is what I'm questioning. Mm. But, like, at the very least, these you're going to talk to somebody who sincerely wants to be on television. So, obviously, they're going to sell you out to fucking do that like not people take this more seriously than you take it it starts the drama and when you are someone who starts the drama you are going to stay on the show exactly so you're just giving ammunition to somebody else for a variety of reasons exactly fast forward to where we are now at they say a lake i said lake as well some say pond it looks like a a man-made pond doesn't it yes man-made lake either way a body of water (laughs) there are geological differences i know (laughs) <laughs> Where we go, because in the description it says pond, but they say lake in the episode. So I'm like, all right, and I get it. they're being a little bit generous. That's not a lake. Yes. We see New York sitting under an umbrella across the lake, kind of on a dock, nice and relaxed in a bathing suit. Having, you know, seems like a pretty good time. She's probably happy she doesn't have to get in the water. Oh, fuck yeah. The guys get told that they're going to have 15 minutes to get across and present their gift to New York. And the best three gifts and game will win a date with her interesting that new york doesn't tell them this what do you mean like she doesn't again it's an opportunity she should be the one like hey guys you gotta do this yeah like she doesn't get any agency over her own like challenge i mean well you do think about because in season one like even the basketball challenge she explained the challenge where they had i forget who they faced so apologies on not remembering the name yeah but she was like oh you're gonna face my girl blah 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 and i can't remember but so yeah more does that sound right? I don't know. Tamara sounds right, doesn't it? There's Maya more, but she didn't come on until, like, later. Okay, no. So it's... I thought this was Tamara something. Either it way. It doesn't matter. 
I just feel like, and I mean, obviously it would have been a big strain for her to have to yell it with the megaphone. It yes. just is like, can't she have agency over her own challenge? I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. You would think there'd be some way. She'd be more incorporated. Yes. So we do see there's there's a I wrote inflatable toys, but yeah, there's like yeah pool toys. It, it's pool toys and really just stuff to help them get across. I'd get the presents across as well. Yes, because they have to bring her. Because that's the, you got to find a way to keep whatever you got water. dry. Yeah, it's like a weird like minute to win it type challenge. Yeah, I, I do wonder <laughs> like a double dare like uh, I was about to say, are you afraid of the dark? That's not what it is. What's the other Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes. Type Which makes you challenge. think, if every single guy is 15 minutes, it could take a little while to get across. That's a long-ass time being at this fucking lake, slash pond, or whatever the fuck it is. That is true. That's like a that's like all day. And then she, it's think about it, it's 15, 15 of them. It's 15 minutes to get across. So, so let's say, hypothetically, it that's takes some hours. of them- four hours. Let's say, hypothetically, at it least. takes some of them even 10. They then get out of the water- they, like, dry off. They present their gift. She has to decide if she likes it or not. They talk for, like, a minute, and then it's the next guy. So it's like, each person could take 20-something minutes. It's a long-ass day at the fucking lake. And plus, day. think there's probably some sort of production pauses between. I mean, think about our it's one... It's a full day. Our one foray into sort of reality game competition. Shows. No, it's that true. That was a long-ass day yeah. and a lot of... And for not, something that even, could be... And we're not factoring in the fact that they might need to do, like, takes and talking heads yeah. and other sort of side exactly. shit. That's a long-ass day. That is a long-ass day. So... A, a lad, if you will. <laughs> so first up to go is yours, where I guess he grab. I guess it's an inflatable frog, I think. But he grabs that, throws the present on, just takes off, swims across the lake while pushing it. It is funny that the second he gets to the dock, New York just goes, give me my present. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not even, are you okay? You're like, come on, come on up. It's always like, where's my present? I want my also, present. Also, like, he's so attractive, like, when you see him in the rest of the time. But, like, when he's doing his talking head interviews, he's, his posture is really bad. His suit jacket is really ugly because it's, like, tan with red orange and white pinstripes and he just like looks shitty and then like you see him on the dock and like in his like because well, you see him with his shirt off all muscly no, of course you're gonna be like Ooh. Just, you know me i'm not like that shallow about muscles like i mean i am but also i'm not there you go exactly like, but i mean it's that's not it like i'm not somebody's... i see your true colors excuse me we all know you're the shallow one in this oh no i definitely am we i admit a, it though we have a st- i i am if anything, you you dunk on me for like my questionable choices in my past. But he does have a fantastic body. I will give him that. I also noticed the Omega Sci-Fi brand, which is a historically black fraternity. Okay. Fun facts and notable alumni. Because y'all know I love my fun facts. Jesse Jackson, Michael Jordan, which the thought of playing like a Division One sport and pledging at the same time, baffling to me. Langston Hughes, the poet, mm-hmm. Vince Carter, the guy I that... the UNC. Nice. Yeah. Oh, really? Him and Michael Jordan both. Oh, are, really? Both I didn't know yeah. that. Also, I looked up Vince Carter because of this, and he still looks fantastic. He really doesn't... I mean, his knees He age. really didn't age. That's like, one thing but I feel bad. his face didn't no, he, age Yeah, he looks all. the same. He's arguably the greatest dunker in NBA history. God bless. Also, the guy... And I forgot his name, and I meant to write this down, but I figured I'd rather explain it. So... There was a guy who invented something or at least improved the way we store blood that helped create modern blood banking cool. and saved 
thousands, if not millions, of lives in World War II. Very cool. And one last person. Bill Cosby. Oh. Boo. I thought you were going to say O.J. Simpson. But I no, got froze. I was going to no. be like, Whoa. Oh, please. O.J. Simpson wouldn't have pledged a black fraternity. Also probably true. He's not black. He's O.J. That was hit. That was his fake word. I know. I know. It might have been in the book, but that's I. I listened to "Run of His Life" to go to sleep, so I don't know. He tells New York that it's easy to buy a gift, but this is something to let her know a little bit about himself and that he really feels for her. So we get a reveal of. At first, I thought it was a caricature, like you get done at the shore. Definitely what it was, and I'm like, oh, so like maybe he does that kind of things. But then when you get a really good look at the picture. And like she hates it. She looks, you see it on her face. She's got cheeks like she's on steroids. Like it's you bad. know. And the thing about it is, like, first of all, it's not a flattering portrait, regardless. I mean, nobody looks good in caricatures, so it's always a bad idea to give yes. somebody one. But especially with somebody like New York, with tremendous body issues, a lot of internalized fat phobia, yes. and also a very controlling mother who like has given her a lot of shit about her weight. The worst thing you can do for somebody like that is give them a picture that plays into their body dysmorphia about their about being fat. Now, let me ask a question real quick. Do you think, number one, as we've mentioned earlier, they were told bring something? Or do you think, number two, because it hit a point where I was like, eh, let's see. Where they all kind of chose something random. Like, they were told, like, you got to give a gift. It. Exactly. Because um, some of the scenes, I was kind of like, all right. Like, it seems like they have to, they're giving a pitch, but they didn't actually bring so this. So, here's the thing. I can see why you would think that. Especially as the first one right here is an example. I can totally see why you would think that. I counter that by saying you have never been a woman who's received a gift from a man. A lot of men are really terrible at giving gifts. As a woman, you go through a long period of your life where men think that heart-shaped jewelry or a bed and bath, a bed, bath, and body works, a bath and body works, like, spray kit is, like, a good gift that we want. And, like... Although bath... Listen, I'm not shitting on the sprays. They have one of my favorite scents of all time for men. And they can't... Yeah, it's called Woods. It's okay, like br- yeah, yeah, oh, the- duh. Ugh. Like, you don't have a fucking it setting around. It smelled incredible. Okay. Oh, I don't have it anymore. They discontinued no, I've, I've years seen, ago. But I remember that you've got, don't you have a bottle of it? No, I wish. No, you, you might be thinking of my Wrangler one that smells like really, like, musky. God, you were so straight. used to straight. call them a musk. You were so straight. But anyway, I have very, I have multiple colognes, thank you very I, much. I, I know, but I, I think it's just, and all the ladies, if you hear me, help me sing it out. Like, Twilight Woods. That's you're nice. really underestimating how bad of gift givers like men are especially when they don't know you super Mm -hmm. well well in this case yes yeah like they are giving what they think is a good gift that a woman wants and i would say almost all of them even the ones that she likes almost all of them got it wrong well i mean in this case if he let's say he could actually draw portraits a lot better and it looked exactly like her that would be really different cool. story because oh, then absolutely. it's like oh my god oh, like no, you are that's talented a very creative gift but um it was a character at the very least despite the fact that it added a bunch of weight on her which is a terrible thing to do to somebody with body she dysmorphia, wasn't happy with it it just was like not a good drawing so Er, yeeted yes into the fucking into the uh, what's it like lily hayes the old lady that i love into the leg oh my god 
She does say to him, though, she's like, I didn't know I was plus size, so we got a talking head from her. Oh, my God, where saying, she just is the worst. He comes across with this portrait of this big old huge chick I don't even recognize. That's not New York, babe. I'm so sexy and slender. Because you can't be sexy and plus size, obviously. This um, is just... It was... Duh. I mean, oh, my oh, gosh. So much New York! I know, but it's her mother's I bet she's fault. also matured a lot, too, nowadays, I but... I don't know. I feel like fat phobia is still very socially acceptable mm. in ways that certain other types of bigotry and biases are not. I mean, I don't know if you've been following the saga. Do you know who Tess Holiday is? No. She's, like, a, a plus-size model. Okay. And she's, like, really big. But she wore this dress, and it looked fantastic on her, so I don't know who the fuck was ripping her apart. But it was, like, this pink, like, dress with strawberries on it, and she wore it to the Grammys, and people ripped her to fucking shreds for it. If you look up the picture, she looks spectacular, so people just hate fat people. But anyway- Also true. Now, the dress is, like, really trendy among, like, slim TikTokers, and she's, like, on this crusade, rightfully so. I mean, I've heard that she has, like, a problematic- kind of racist-ish. Oh, God. Like fetishization thing with black guys, but, like, it's gotcha. a whole other whatever. Um, Isn't the same thing they said about Ashley Graham? I might. Then I might be confusing. <laughs> I think, yes. I believe oh, no. it was. But either way, um, either way, regardless of that stuff, I don't think she deserves to be fat-shamed regardless. No, of course. Like, it's not like ha- being a racist makes you deserve that. Yeah. But um, she's, like, on this crusade now, rightfully so, to be, like, Calling out the double standards, basically. Clearly, fat phobia is still an issue. I'm sure that New York is still probably undoing that in her head and, like, years and years of her mother probably still being, like, being fat equals disgusting. So, you know, I, I would like to think that she's matured since then, but I... And it's also different about how you feel about it for other people versus how you feel about it for yourself. Yeah. So I feel like she does, she's one of those people probably that doesn't realize that in saying, oh, my God, like, no, I love, like, plus size women. But then would say about herself, oh, it's so disgusting if I get fat. Like, she doesn't realize how that comes off to actual fat people. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Next up is it. Oh, boy. Who slowly gets in the water to safely get on the inflatable thing i just i just write inflatable thing i don't know if it's an animal or a raft this time on like i don't know what his fucking deal is and almost like he seems like a plant i see and i knew you were gonna say that and i know that i'm sure that there are people out there who are like no he's doing this for the camera i'm sorry he is too like who comes up with that kind of stuff like unless he's like an andy kaufman level absurd no i don't mean that he's a genius i don't think he's a genius i think he overdoes shit like playing the stupid no i think it is funny on tv i think that i believe me i believe that that exists and Mm -hmm. i i think that's what chance was doing and obviously he's brought in to be the chance equivalent of this season but like he is uh, he means it like i think that he means it he's He's too in it and, like, comes up with stuff that's, like, too off the wall for me to believe that he's not a little bit like this in real life, at least. So he does have a life jacket on. Being smart. And he starts to try to paddle across with his hands. And all, all the guys are just, just very slowly, him. like leisurely, like you do in a pool. Because he keeps you, turning around. Like, imagine you put your your cup on the edge of a pool and, like, you're just kind of lazily, like pushing yourself over trying to, go to get, get to it, it. Yeah. like that's the attitude the very laissez-faire approach he has towards going over to new york yeah. like they don't all and they're all making fun of him going in the wrong direction eventually he does make it across and he says that he made a shirt for her and it's art from the heart i wrote not handprint art it was kind of, oh, god 
it's, what is that? Finger painting. Yeah, it's yeah. basically, except it's like, which actually kind of sounds like a good, like, paint night, date night, a kind of equivalent, where it's like, uh, he puts his handprints, you know, like if you were- On the shirt. On, on the shirt, yeah. but on a very specific um area of the shirt. I- as much as he drives me nuts, like, I love hearing him talk because he's got a the most Brooklyn accent I've ever heard in my life. And he's like, yo, I'm not trying to be rude or whatever, but, uh, like, and he's like, whatever. It's like on your, what does he call them? Your- At first he says it's, yeah, because I also have what he says afterwards. But yes, it's the handprints that he says you could wear it and think about him. It's his hands on her breasts. Not trying to be rude, as you just said, whatever. whatever. And then he says, you have voluptuous, attractive, um, milk, milk storages. (laughs) And it's, she's not feeling it at all. She turns her head. And this was one of those ones where I felt like it was a plant gift as well. Where, like, he's really just trying to sell it. And be funny. But then it's like, you know what? He might have just done his handprint and said, like, yeah, put him on your boobs because it's funny. Again, you really underestimate how terrible of gift givers some men can be. Especially around this age range. I I mean, some men get better with time. Like, I wouldn't give you a shirt with my handprints that I know are going to be on your boobs. What am I? Well, not even that. Like, what am I supposed to do with an adult man's handprint shirt? Well, you'd probably just wear it as a sleep shirt. Right. Like, if it's, like, your child or your niece or your nephew or, like, your handprints all over it. Yeah. Yeah, I would wear the shit out of that with love. But, like, you're grown, It's like the old school days of going to Hooters as a kid. And, like, all the Hooters girls would sign your shirt and you get all excited. I mean, I can't relate to that part of the experience. Yes. No, it's not really my thing. That is also yeeted into the lake. Yeah, she says that she likes him, but the shirt is tossed. <laughs> it's like, fair. okay. Yeet. So next up is Midget Mac, where now we find out where he mentions that he saw his uncle drown at a family reunion, and ever since, he hasn't fucked with water. Fair enough. It makes sense. When you see someone drown, you're like, nah, fuck this, I'm done. No, that's yeah. like a perfectly good reason to yeah. never want to step foot in water. Exactly. Drowning looks like one of the worst ways yeah. to die. Like, it's always where people go, would you rather? And it's like, would you rather burn alive or drown? And it's kind of like, fuck. Like, neither? Well, you can't say neither if you had well, to choose one. If I had to choose one. And it's one. tough. One, get, one, you have the psychological freak out of like, oh my God, I'm down here. I can't breathe. I'm going to die. And which supposedly it does lead to pain in I your chest. You but then, like, you, then eventually it leads to that like uh, euphoria, right? Yes. Like, where where you... you're just like, all right, now I'm flowing here and I'm dead. Fire is just straight up pain nonstop, but it's going to be quicker. It's a lot of pain. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. Ugh, ugh. We don't have to answer it now. I know. But like I said, it's normally one of the premier. Like I don't know if I'd say it just premier. Looks painful. Would you rather questions? Yeah. Yes. So yes, unfortunately, he doesn't fuck with water. But of course, he's going to do whatever he needs to for his girl in New York. So he does why, put a life jacket on. I cannot on. believe that they are willing to put themselves in this position yeah. legally. Well, he's got a life jacket on, and he puts on flippers no, to help him get him. across. I just mean like the show. Oh, VH1. They probably had to sign something. So well, actually, it gets worse. So well, it is nice. The guys do help him out right off of the bat because he's probably told them the story or something. I mean, also it's just like a nice thing to do. Yeah. Like so, if somebody, like regardless of if his reason was just like I never learned how, it's still nice of people to be like. Well, here's a star, bro. Right, <laughs> like, but like, we're here for you. Right. So he gets in. You know, the guys are cheering for him and shit. Because you see him, like he's on the little frog thing and he starts kicking like a madman. Like he's trying and he's trying, but eventually unfortunately and we don't know how the frog pops i i swear to god because i'm convinced production had something to do with that oh i wouldn't be surprised of all the people that it needed to pop with it was not just the person who can't swim 
but the person who has certain physical limitations. Yes. And How funny would this be? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's making jokes about somebody's size, which is not okay. But like, it's you're then putting their life at risk to make the joke. What kind of fucking sense does that? Ugh, that it was bad. Really Plus, when you think about it, like all the way wrong. In my head, I'm like, all right, how did this thing pop? When he gets to the when he gets across to New York, eventually, like, that takes, I don't remember seeing. I don't remember seeing a chain or anything. And besides that, it's like his. We find out what the gift is, which we'll reveal in a minute. But that definitely didn't fucking pop it. So, like, what caused this thing to pop? Which leads me, as you were saying, I refuse it to had believe, to be a production thing. I refuse to believe it's that like it was there was a fucking chance. scuba diver in the water, like waiting for him to go over. Just went like, Pyah! real quick from underneath, and like, <laughs> like he just what? didn't know. <laughs> That's who it was. It was what's his name? It was Howard. It was Dean. Howard Dean. <laughs> Howard Dean is. He's like, well, I'm I'm failing as a politician now. So, <laughs> guys, I'm going underwater. I'll see you later. <laughs> Alone. He's, he's been through enough. Like, That's how do you what would it sound like underwater? Like, <laughs> it's more like a horse. Howard Dean's been through enough. It is true. Uh Newark says something here, like really awkwardly. She's like, because she's just like, oh no. And she's like, and she Somebody says, help him. And she says Well, she ain't gonna, obviously. Uh, she oh, can't no, swim. Or she hates water. One of the two. Yeah. She says it and then they replay it, or either she says it two different times and they play it two different times yes. or they play the same thing twice i don't exactly remember the verbiage but she just and i would make this iconic line of the week but it's also wild problematic but it's just like i'm gonna have a i thought i was gonna have a dead midget on my hands and it's like yes. i it's the funny part about it is more of her dead pan delivery of an absurd concept but the absurd concept in and of itself is problematic i mean the big thing i shouldn't say the big thing there's a lot of them one of the things like i didn't enjoy here is that I know like the when entire, he's in the water they, the entire ableist classist yes. challenge that they're subjected to yeah they do the edit obviously of him saying help me like yeah. that was from his talking head which we obviously find out after commercial and everything the way they do it but the thing that really like pissed me off is when he's in the water it pops and he's there and they play the slow-mo of him saying like I watched my uncle drown yeah and I'm like yo like this is kind of disturbing yeah, I forgot about that. You're right, like, they you, did. You don't need to push his fear of this anymore. Well, or like... No, I mean, they don't need to, like, play that part up as, like, that's what makes it scary. Because the thing is, I am I can swim, but all of a sudden, if I was floating across a lake and the thing that was helping me get there was popped out from underneath me, that shit is scary and unsettling. You don't know how fucking deep By it Howard is Dean. and whatever. <laughs> if Howard Dean came up underneath me and popped my inflatable raft. You know, that's where he got the nickname Deep Diver. What? I have no idea. Because he's diving, he's sitting down there. And, anyway, I I feel like that is. But <laughs> he says that's on his tour. Go to New York's pond. It's like, wait, what? I just Sorry. don't. It was just all really wrong, and I hated it. I do have to say though that my favorite caption of the week is when it pops and all the guys are still kind of on the dock. They have the caption underneath it says all yelling comma dismayed. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, obviously they're dismayed. They're about to watch a little person drown. Yes. Like, what so, the fuck? So we don't know how long it obviously takes for in which we find out now Buddha actually jumps in and goes and swims well, to him, which wait, is nice. This, this is what annoys me is like, I thought he was going to help him across, but like, it's like one of those like teach a man to fish and it's like, 
you know, like they all sort of like teach him how to. Well, they all start yelling like, bro, like you're not you're not going to sink with your wearing the life jacket. You're good. So I feel like Buddha went over and just calmed him down. He's like, yo, which way you want to go? And he's like, yeah, I want to go to New York. So Buddha, I guess, got him, but he's probably like, yo, man, like, you're good. You're going to be fine. You just got to paddle. But I think that, like, if you have... And I production might have said, yo, you can't. We don't know. I mean, I learned to swim very young. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if kicking... I guess kicking your legs is instinctual, right? Like, I don't know. If you were, if you were somebody who learned how to swim at an older age like into adulthood let us know like what came naturally to you versus what needed to be taught we're not judging in the slightest like i just genuinely want i'm just genuinely curious about what's instinct and how quickly somebody would be able to pick up on the motions i'm not expecting him to be like fucking michael phelps over here doing laps but like how he was able to manage to do it i don't know that's true i mean like i taught myself how to swim when i was a kid Mm mm-hmm no wonder you're not a fan of water either. Just being water. Well, that's a different story too. But uh, but no, I have no, I have no. It's not that I'm fearful of water. I don't like the ocean. Okay. That's a difference because I rode a wave once, which when it went to collapse, obviously was throwing me with it. Yeah, it's happening to everybody. And I landed with on my like shoulder. It's probably part of why I have issues too. But I landed on like my neck and shoulder very very awkwardly, and I couldn't move for like a few seconds like i was mm. frozen done yeah and not even from fear but you know you visit mike are you okay and i'm laying there and i was like i can't fucking move and like eventually like you know i got all feeling back but so it could lead to anything it could have been was it a concussion but i don't remember being knocked out i mm. remember hitting and just being like all right i'm okay but i can't really feel anything for a few seconds and then i'm like okay everything's back and i didn't get pins and needles that so could have also like, been like a could have like just been shock. shock yeah no it could have been it i mean my fucking neck and shoulder hurt for a while afterwards but I'm okay. Have you ever seen a neurologist? No. You probably should. Great. I'm just that, saying you have a lot of concussions. We'll bring uh we'll bring all our equipment and that'll be one of our Patreons. <laughs> Mike's neurologist. Mike goes to the neurologist. But yeah, so I it's funny because like the thing about this is like New York tries to frame this as like my therapist told me like I need a guy who's willing to like sacrifice for me or whatever the fuck she says right and i'm like you know it would be nice if a guy like risked his life for me but it's not an expectation it shouldn't be like i know he can't swim i'm throwing him in water and in my mind what did she what did he even end up bringing her as a gift oh we're getting there right now because this is another one of those moments that kind of got to me nearly dying is a gift in itself like that would be sufficient enough for me he makes it over there and right as he gets to the dock, he's like, help me, baby. And all she says, her first words out of her mouth is, I'm on my present. Not, are you okay? Oh, my God, that was nuts. Nothing. All she says is, oh I boy. want my present. She's a piece of And work. then she says, did it get wet? So he gets up Aww. on the dock finally, takes off his jacket. He's like, I almost died for you, but like in a fun way. Lifts up what he had specially made for. Unfortunately, it's soaked, but it was a custom-made robe that has her name on it. I mean, you can get that done to like... At a mall. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they they did go to the mall. But then she brings up some of that. Oh, you would like slap a guy for me or something like that. He's like, hell yeah. Like, don't matter how tall or short. I do 25 years. She's like, you kill for New York? He's like, hell yeah. You know what I think is funny is. And she's smoking a cigarette here. So she's she's still always smoking cigarettes. Of course. I feel like there's a connection between them. But I found myself wondering if he was average height and still the same personality, 
would she be as interested in him? Now, she sort of gave him the real treatment, but going back to what I said in the last episode, like, I feel like she either doesn't like when a guy's really nice to her she's really mean to him and she's only really interested in the guys who are really like mean not really mean to her but kind of like we're like neg her and he's clearly very interested in her genuinely and she's really into it in a way that she is not normally when somebody is that directly nice to her so i wonder if it's kind of like the attraction is the fact that she knows either because of her or because of outside forces that like things are not going to work out between them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she's always kind of interested in the situation where she ends up alone. Cause either you're going to be chasing after the guy who negs you, who obviously doesn't want to be with you, or you're going to push away the nice guy. So at the end of the day, New York just ends up alone. So in her mind, she can be interested in him because she knows it's not going to work out because she's really shallow and her mom is even more shallow than that. And after a while she's going to lose interest so this is like a fun little experiment for her that she gets to try to like be with somebody who's a little person Hmm. or disabled like you know has a i don't know it eases i don't want to say her nerves but it makes her more and also i think the fact that her mom isn't into it is what well, that also drives her. One of the second Sister Patterson doesn't like someone, yeah, fucking forget like it. She's like, ooh, okay. It's like so weird to use somebody as like the a bad spite boy. pawn. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm not... I feel like I wish that she could get over some of that. I've said this already. I wish that she could yes. get over it and be with him normally, but it would never happen. Sounds like she's unsure. Haha, ha, transition. So, next up, as I just said, unsure as I try to do that, but not as smooth originally. He brings over a Dolce & Gabbana jacket, and which makes her scream, all excited. I don't yeah, know what she said I mean, before that, but he turns around and like, oh my god! It just reminded me of the episode of Real Housewives in New York, where Luann goes like, honey, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes, because like, for 2007, that jacket was like, cool, but it is not something that, it's not a classic piece that stands the test of time. So it's like a denim kind of jacket it looked like right mm. and it's got oh, like little no i didn't think it was denim you didn't think it was denim no what did you i think thought it was one of the more like not a puffy jacket but it has a little bit of puff to it oh no just because of that was just because it was big i could swear that it was oh. like denim or something it like but it was black denim it was blue no it was not like a bright denim blue it was not like a Am jean I... look you're definitely confused i thought it was like black looking i feel like it was a denim jacket but either way i don't know y'all can weigh in if you want but it had like little DGs printed all over it. Yeah. And yeah, like it wasn't that great, but obviously because it's Dolce & Gabbana, she's like freaking the fuck out about it. So, and then back on land, Cheesy's like, yes. whatever. Like, he didn't even bring that for her. He brought it for another girl, whatever. And all, of course, all the other guys are getting riled up. It's so funny because they. Well, he says it a little more like. You'd be like, oh, well, she's a did or insurers doing this, and it's like he's just like, yeah, like he didn't bring, he didn't bring he's it like, for whatever, her. like kind of more like that. He explains to the guys the situation, but yes. they do something, and he very, got it for free. They do something very unintentionally funny, but it's just something I picked up on as somebody with a very strong like New York, New Jersey accent. Is they have, I keep wanting to call him Frank, but like obviously we're not used to calling him Frank yet. But it's like the entertainer is like, you're telling me he bought that jacket for another girl, and now he's giving it to New York. 
And then in his talking head, he's like a little bit more reserved in his like accent. You know, well, can little, you believe like that the, they brought a, well, no, a code I mean, for he, someone else? I mean, he's from Westchester, the accent. I think he's from or Rockland, I said. But Rockland, either way, uh, downstate. But the accent is still there. It's just it tends to be a lot more pronounced in those of us who have it when we are angry. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you get real Jersey girl when something bothers you. I know. You do a little, my, like, fucking head shift right my there. My biological clock is ticking like this. Oh, my God. So we get some quick cuts now. Man, man, got a gift oh, wait, for... Oh, sorry, one thing. New York does, like, they have New York saying in the talking head, like, oh, it doesn't really quite fit me. Like... Her seamstress can tailor that in. But her seamstress can tailor it. Damn right. But uh, I think that they obviously do that to make it seem like she's suspicious from the get-go, even yeah. though the talking heads are obviously filmed after Very the Very post-production, yeah. Yes. But also, like, I'm sure that they didn't necessarily think to give the guys sizes. So even if this whole plot point of him ha- having bought it for somebody else wasn't there, it wouldn't be unreasonable to think that he wouldn't get the right size for you. He's never seen you in person. Yes. So. But it looked huge on her. So yes, we get some quick cuts. Man, man gets your majesty a gift, which smart. New York loved. Exactly. Very smart. I mean, what he Very bought was smart. ugly, but it was a good idea. Yes. And she does say that some of the guys really impressed her and some of them did not, which I guess pretty pretty had some got her something to do with a turtle. It was probably some little figurine thing. Because she was like much hell a no stereotypical shitty guy gift. And then twenty pack gives her a dog tag because he loves dog tags. Which she had the audacity to be like insulted and offended by, but it's like that's what you hand out to them. You're not really in a position to judge. It almost seems like he forgot and was like, oh yeah, I got you this here. <laughs> It's like Creed giving Jim one of his shirts. But all I do Sleeves have to say, though, and I mean, I guess I was because I was like younger at that time. But if a guy gave you his chain, like that was a thing. Like that was a. I I was just surprised. was that like going steady where you get a pin no, in the fifties. No, like what is this? It, I mean, I guess kind of actually. Now that I think about it, yeah. I mean, I guess like it's nineteen fifty five. I love that, that song. What's that from? Tattooed Heart. Oh, Grande. Duh. It's probably duh. my favorite Grande song, which is crazy, but it's so weird. Oh, but her voice is so beautiful in it. I her voice is so beautiful in, in everything, everything. I know, but I just love what's your point that doo wop stuff. But what was I going to say about this? Oh, I just was surprised that she was so like offended or like grossed out by it. Like it's also a piece of jewelry, so I, I don't know. I just was surprised at her reaction to mm-hmm. it. Is all. Wolf gives her a box of chocolates, and she says, You expect me to eat a wet box of Godiva's? That was funny. That was, that was very good. Are you fucking kidding me? Throws away. Knockout gets her an adult dessert game, which he says it I was not it. meant to be, like, It was not meant to thing be, or something. what does he say? The intention of it wasn't sexual or something. What the and fuck it, you like, buy an adult dessert game for, then? Like, Shut up, Knockout. what is the point? Like it's stupid. Yeah. She does open it. It's all fucking smush and stuff, and she calls it diarrhea chocolates that looked like diarrhea which is pretty fucking funny yes. buddha gives her a teddy bear which she just doesn't give a shit about because yes, she just says know. how good looking he is he is another one of those people that must have been good looking his whole fucking life that he didn't develop an actual personality because if you can just get away with giving a hit, like giving the girl a teddy bear like a 25 year old woman a teddy bear in she's this like context, no 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 and she moves it over and she's like oh like whatever but I as much as he sucks, he is a very good looking man. So like, I, I mean, I don't think he's so much better looking than everybody in the house that she's like especially weird about him. But 
Just her type, then. I guess she just must be, like, into bald heads in the That's same her way. type, Sonia. That's her type. I wonder if she's into bald heads like that lady on TikTok, like the grandma on TikTok. Maybe. That rates all the guys. Guess a 20. Oh, ooh, baby, you get a 20. Next, I keep writing. I know his nickname is Punk. I always keep writing Otunga. Okay. But Punk is the next to step over, and he's all like, so, oh, you mind if I take this off and drive myself? She's like, ooh, I don't mind he's watching. He's so fucking corny. Another one that just, like, spent his whole life, like, good-looking enough. And he went to Harvard Law, and he's a lawyer. I'm not saying there's anything. Brains like, and brawn. Believe me, I, I'm not saying I don't get it. I'm just saying it also helps to develop personality. Yes. <laughs> not be such a fucking cornball. So the last one that comes up is Taylor Maid, who, and I need to ask you what these are. Gives her Manolo Blahnix. Manolo Blahnix. Blahnix? Yes. Is that some famous shoe designer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. I don't fucking know. I, I don't know laughing. shoes. I, I know that, but like, especially. This is where I go, time. oh, is this Versace or whatever? Like, it's, I look, I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, Versace. But um, yeah, no, not only is it a, uh, a luxury. Moment, yeah. Yes. Not only is it a luxury shoe brand, it is it was Carrie Bradshaw's favorite shoe. Oh, okay. So it is very so, time relevant. Yeah, in this it moment. is. Well, uh, well, no, because Sex and the City was off the air by two thousand four. Ah, that's right. Remember? But she might have been a fan. No, but I'm sure she was, and it was still like culturally relevant enough during this time. It was. It was definitely still a thing. I mean, it still probably would be a thing, mm-hmm. but not that I would know. I'm broke as fuck, but. It was clearly him trying to have his, like, it's very clear he had a lot of relationship experience, but also, like, cherry-picked what he learned from them. Mm. It is also very clear that his love language is gifts. Yes. But I think the decision to give her Manolo Blahniks and, like, make it, like, a you're my princess type thing was, like, oh, Women like princesses, and women want to be princesses, and women want to be Carrie Bradshaw. So let me play into that for, like, mind game stuff. Like, I know he's come around in terms of, like, I mean, I don't know if his politics were along these lines then. And we all know that he's, like, pretty good politics-wise now. I just, I have a very hard time, because on paper he's doing the right things, and it seems like it's coming from a somewhat sincere place, but, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's because my love language isn't gifts, but, like, it just is... I would be, I don't know, I'm just, like, really rubbed the wrong way by the fact that he's just kind of throwing money at her. That's all it is. I don't know, it just... Trying to impress with money. Don't get me wrong, I'll accept Manolo Blahniks, but, like, it's just, you know, the fact that he keeps just showering her with gifts that aren't really personal. I think that's what it is. Mm. Like, I think that they're not really personalized. It's just, it's very much like, I know that women like this. I spent money on you. I spent money on this, and I know that women tend to like these things. Women like roses. Women like fancy shoes. You know, that kind of stuff where it's just like, it's, if you're going to give me a gift, even if it's extravagant, I'd rather it be something personal and meaningful and from the heart rather than just like, survey says, shoes. (laughs) Although when he did this, I did. He's definitely gonna be one of the top three because her mean, reaction is like, "Oh my god!" I mean, because she's so label focused. Yes, it was a given. Yes, so we get back to the other side of the lake, and New York tells the guys tomorrow there will be a double date with the guy who looked best in the bathing suit and announces Buddha is one. That's wild. And then the next is the best present that she's ever had in the entire world, tailor made. But she doesn't talk again. He's like, "Well, the shoes did cost about seven hundred dollars." What's the best gift you've ever gotten? You don't have, it doesn't have to be something that I gave you. Although well, I would some, say. Although mine is something you gave me, so. The reaction I had, the thing is like, 
because you've gotten me like very surprised and it is good thinking like not good thinking. Oh, i'm a terrible gift what, giver I'm i disagree you're saying this. because I'm a terrible you do gift. it's as you just said where the gift if it means something is different because you got me number one was the ninja turtle uh which we call it like Glasses? decorated glass that was okay. one and then just because i absolutely love the ninja turtles and the other, I would say, I think it was on my birthday. It might have been the same time is you did the this. James Bond? The James Bond collection, the 25th anniversary. I think you're right. I it might have been the same birthday. Or, or it's not the 25th. What is it? Bond 50? Whatever it was. Thousandth anniversary. I forget now. I, I had you got me the because co- I remember like sitting there. I was like, "What is this? It's heavy of as shit, and this things. is very awkwardly shaped." And I remember ripping open. I should say ripping open, but like I yeah, like ripped open the top part of the paper, and I saw it. And I just remember screaming. I can't believe you don't remember this. I, I remember do. sitting in my car I just, just like, yeah, I do. Yeah. But like one, you kind of tend to go overboard about presents anyway. But like, I don't know. Like, I just don't I, think it's well, something it's that remarkable. Enjoyable. That was no, that was. Well, like you said, it's something that meant like and I'm I, a the huge is, I'm, James Bond fan. I am fan. fairly certain the plastic is still on it. Like, have you ever watched it? I mean, obviously you've watched the movies, but I don't think you've watched anything from it, right? Well, because you don't want to watch any James Bond movies. You have time without me. I don't control no, no, the, the television plastic, all it the is time. Off. No, the plastic's definitely awful. No, I watched... Uh, what did I watch? Doctor... No, not Doctor No. I either watched Goldfinger or From Russia with Love. Or maybe Diamonds Are Forever. It doesn't... Either way, I love James Bond and, and, Ninja, you know and Ninja Turtles. I was going to say, and you know my answer for the best game, I'm probably. assuming the Beyonce tickets? No. Oh, Hamilton? No. What was the best one? The wedding gift. Oh, for whatever reason, I had birthday stuck in my head. I don't yeah, know I why guess. I thought that. Oh no, the wedding. I hope that was. And Hamilton yeah. wasn't a birthday gift, was it? I mean, it should have been. I asked you like a day be- or two days before your birthday when I was able to get them. I was like, "Are we doing this?" You're like, "Yes, obviously." Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> whatever in all caps. I have to brag on Mike money. for a second because he did. I have to tell the wedding gift story. So let's rewind so I don't sound like such an asshole guessing. No, I mean those were notice good gifts. I, for me, whatever reason were, I thought birthday. Those were solid guesses. They were excellent guesses because those were like well the first time I got you Beyonce guess. tickets. I've never seen you cry like that. You opened the card. And you were like, oh, tickets. And the second you flipped them, within a half second, I guess you saw Beyonce, ugly crying. You know, I'm starting to think my love language, in addition to, like, words of affirmation, is also acts of service. Because I think the reason why I cried about that was, besides, I mean, like, you've bought Beyonce tickets other times. I think it was more just, like, the fact that it was, like, fairly early-ish on in our relationship that I was like, wow. It was that your was, first birthday. That was a very generous gift to give. Yeah. Given, like, we were together for, like, a little over a year, maybe. No, that was your first birthday. It was less than a year. Okay. So, still, very, very generous. But at that point, yeah. I was, like, very big sacrifice. But, so, Mike's gift for our wedding was, and I always shit on him for not really being observant, right? And (laughs) (laughs) every day for a year, he wrote in a journal the year leading up to our wedding, so from December thirtieth, December thirtieth of exactly on the year before, yeah, to uh, December 29th, or did no, you no to the thirtieth. Well, okay. the thing was, yes, because I wrote on the thirtieth. Technically, I wrote at midnight. Like, oh okay. yeah, like I don't need to write anything. Obviously, it's our fucking wedding day, right? So I, but in a much more loving, polite right. way than that. <laughs> it sounded. It sounds better than that. Yes. But every day, every single day, without fail, he wrote something that he loved about me or the day or just like a memory thing whatever and the reason why i loved it so much is because it was like one of the worst years of my life like i lost 
two jobs. Mm. I was having a lot of weight problems. I was having a lot of mental health problems. It just was like a really awful year. And I just love that you found something really positive in every day to share. So I have it on video of me fully made up and bawling my fucking eyes. Well, that was, I was hoping you'd open it after getting makeup done or before Before. getting makeup done. Well, I didn't. So (laughs) nobody warned me and whatever. But either way, if you need a gift idea for your partner, it is a very thoughtful one. Because, again, it was the kind of thing, like, it was, like, one, I can't believe I missed it for all those days, but it was just so nice that you found something so positive well, it was very, every single day. The thing was, I was able, the thing, I didn't want to, lo- I didn't want to hide it at work. So what I would do is, obviously, there'd be times where, like, I would just text myself. Like, the funny thing is, if you go in, like, my old phone records, you would see text to myself almost every single day. And it would be the note of, like, this is what I'm going to write in later, because I didn't have the opportunity to, obviously, pull out the fucking journal because we're here the whole right. day. And then you maybe, like, if you went and showered, I would write that note real fucking quick. And then be like, all right, cool. And I'd go and I'd hide it again. Every day for a year. That's a lot of yes. work. It was, yes. It was. All right. So back to the show now that we, like, went on this whole tangent Sorry. about ourselves. No, I, I was mean, very excited. No, I, I asked was, the questions. So. I remember asking our videographer. I was like, oh, well, you know, how to go with the card or whatever. He's like, oh, no, it was really good. And I was like, oh, yeah, she cried. He's like, I oh, wrote- he's like, she cried. He's like, once she opened the gift. I wrote the better card. He made the better gift, which I think oh, your card speaks was great. volumes about how we are in this relationship. I'm I think, not, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm better at expressing myself and you're more thoughtful, I guess. Oh, yeah. And, anyway, Why not? back to the Either show. Either way, back, back to the show. Back to yeah, the what are reason we doing? for the season. So now we find out that the third date for tonight is someone who put it all on the line for their girl, and that is Midget Mac. Right, I forgot that we had a whole other contestant to fucking talk about. Yes, there is three dates. Yes. Or three, I should say Winners. three dates. Yes. Two dates, but a double and a single. Yeah. So we get back to the house with Midget Mac getting ready. Everything he's wearing is matching. I love this. It was just so 2000s with his like striped polo with the, pol- the oh, collar yeah. pops and all that stuff. And even said he's like, the underwear match? Yep. I was actually, during this time, I just kind of grew out of being like an underwear needs to match my outfit type of bitch. I will still do it on se- like special occasions, but I only somewhat recently learned that like most people don't do that. Like, I don't a give lot a shit. of people, although don't. most of my underwear is like black or gray, like normal, so, like yeah. neutral colors. But no, like I was very into like oh, I'm wearing a blue dress. I'm gonna wear blue and underwear. Literally like... for the well, no, it just coordinated because mm-hmm. like like his logic. You never know if you're gonna need to take it off. All right, so. <laughs> He's now downstairs waiting for her. She comes down the stairs. He says she's looking fine as hell, head to toe, with big old titties like cassava melons. Those are, I don't know. I, I, what is a cassava melon? It's a fucking honeydew. Oh, okay. Which is great. Like, that just shows the comic. I laughed when he said it. I was like, No, yeah. that truly speaks to his comedic genius, because saying honeydew wouldn't have been as funny as, like, who the fuck says cassava melon? He's a comic genius. I don't know where he is, but I hope that he's a decent human being and thriving. She just said that she feels like she always has or automatically has the upper hand with him. That was really fucked up. And I say. guess it's kind of, yeah. It's like moments where I'm like, oh, they're doing so well, and like, he's really charming, and like, this is really growing great, and then she'll say something in a talking head. And as much as I want to be like, oh, production made her say that, I believe that and I don't. I think it's also her. She's never been both. around a little person. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, she we doesn't all, know how to act. We all had a lot of problematic language and views around a lot of stuff. So it's I'm not letting her off the hook, but I'm not gonna retroactively cancel. I mean, not that it's my decision to make. Yeah, but 
I mean, like, we all said and did problematic shit. And, like, obviously some of this, and they're going to include the more problematic shit in the show. Yeah. They're going to, uh, like, the comments about his height are going to be a bigger thing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this wire. But, like, the, the comments about his height are going to be bigger points that they make sure to include. Yeah. So, I, it's, everybody sucks here. And they ESH. didn't, they didn't play off this one where it's like, haha, joke or whatever, where she does say he is starting to grow on her. I don't know if that was meant to be a joke. No, I mean, she sounded like genuine when the way she yeah, said it. Yeah, like, but it's just like an awkward pun. I was I waiting for the pause or like the sound effect or yeah. speech. But it is cool because right here he he's like, "It better not be blue cheese." I hope it's ranch. And we find like, <laughs> there you go. But it's something they have in common. I mean, good. For she them. loves her ranch dressing. We I know. know that. I guess that means New York and I can't be friends because I'm team blue cheese all day. And a really smooth cheers to saying to our future. I, I was like, it. this guy is good. He's great. I, like, I swear, during this date, I, like, started to develop a little bit of a crush on him. Like, he has great lines, a great personality. He's, he's like, a really good dude. actually funny. Yeah. And not, like, laugh with him. Like, he's very s- smart and clever. Yeah. And charming. And, like, I just, I, and it's, like, Jim's right, though. Because I don't, I'm not normally a big, like, locks person. But mm-hmm. he does have very neatly kept like flow like flowing in the wind type of lock. Seems like a so self-care like, kind of guy. Yeah, like we stand. So they do have a very nice date. And then she blows him a kiss towards the end, but and then you get the talking head of her, which is like I understand she's still processing and trying, but she says she didn't kiss him goodnight because frankly if she did, it would feel like she was kissing a toddler. But then she wraps it up by saying, but that's something I need It's an to issue get she got to get over, which is like, all right, she's so, showing a little bit of maturity here and she's trying. Growth, I guess. So she comes back in the house, doesn't see yours, which kind of pisses her off. And we get a timestamp. I think it's at 8.37 or 8.47 p.m. And he's fucking sleeping. I mean, relatable content. It's like, yes, but it's like, come on. If you're on the show, you got to try to talk to her at night or something quick. And she just cracked the joke that after the fucking portrait he made, that he should be the fucking first one to come say hello when she walks in the door. I wonder if, I wonder if there was like a reason like he's probably just he fucking tired from the good, day or he was jet lagged or whatever i mean being out in the sun all day is exhausting and in this case like we said if it's 15 minutes per person plus the gifts they really could have been out there and he was the first oh yeah he was the first to go and he had a southern accent which makes me think he's from the east coast so maybe he was just jet lagged also true he's not used to the time shift like i'm a i'm a sleepy bitch like i love sleep you do like, I was the little kid who would, like, leave the family parties to go put myself down in the room where there were coats, you know? So, like, I... The room where there are coats. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm... I mean, it's no, a very risky move. you dismiss yourself here, It there. is also a risky move, not only in a reality competition show where, you know, your time and... Your time matters and your camera time matters and your time... Your face time with the person matters. But it's also risky in a house full of terrible men. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm surprised they weren't, like, drawing on people's faces or, like, putting their hands in cold water or whatever the fuck. Like, Warm water. Whatever. But no, well, they probably can't really do shit. It seems like if anyone gets physical, it'll lead to some sort of fucking altercation kind of thing well, with the production. One's on time. But, no, but there's been time, like, you, like, you always have to worry about that. Don't pass out drunk at a party. Well, don't be the first to pass out. Yes. So before she's going to bed, she just wants to make sure everyone's getting along, which entertainer interrupts and asks if some of the guys could talk to her in private quick. So he's kind of leading the crew, which is kind of funny, but it's him, like Frodo Tunga again, sorry, Punk, 20-pack, Wolf, and Cheesy, 
Cheesy's in there somewhere. I didn't you don't, see Cheesy. You don't see him, but you hear him because he says something. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he's there. I mean, he I'll should be him. leading the charge given he was the one he's who He's the heard fucking it, roommate. Yet entertainer is the one who's like you know there's something you need to know so they do announce to her that someone who gave you a gift it was meant for a girl who didn't accept it it's given to you she doesn't like gossip and shit so she's like fuck like i'm gonna go talk to him so she goes to unsure she mentions to him that hey those guys over there they told me the present you gave me was not for me which he immediately jumps in and says oh well it was originally intended for my sister listen brett could learn a lot from new york about conflict resolution and handling it i mean asking in front of everybody is a choice certainly that i don't know if i would have made but just the decision to like tackle the problem head on you could just be like hey unsure come over here i want to talk to you for a minute boom I just, I think done just in general like just tackling it instead of just continuing to talk shit with people who came to you about something is better so i mean he kind of i guess covers himself well here because he does say how much he cares for his sister. He's like, well, I thought if it was good enough for her, it was good for you. I am really sorry. She's like, oh, shit. Like, that was smooth. Okay, good. Glad it cleared up. She did say she wanted a, a card or something more personal. would have been a lot better. She says that. But that's but bullshit because like, everything like that she threw in the fucking lake, yo. Come on. Into the lake. But, yes, exactly. She would not have wanted just a card that wrote something sincere. Like, she wouldn't fucking care about that. Yeah. She's label conscious. Like... She gushed over that Dolce & Gabbana jacket, and if that was genuinely there for her, this would be a non-issue. Very true. So we cut to some of the other guys, where it seems like now they're kind of going at Cheesy. Or it's really not the guys, it's just Knockout. Knockout. Going at like, him about being a snitch. You... It's like, do you miss fighting that badly? That That's what it is. you just want to start a fight with somebody? He seems like, like a dude off. that just doesn't have self-control. Yeah. Because this is one of those, like, if you really and just got, man, I beat your ass, beat your ass, I'd be like, bro, like. You clearly have issues if that's your instinct. And if anything, in this case, like, yo, we're on a dating show in which I'm going for this girl. If someone does something like this, I'm going to tell her. Like, you can't go to an extreme and do every single thing. But it's like, yo, just letting y'all know, this gift was not meant for you. It was meant for another girl. Like, that's a pretty big thing to say to someone. If you're in a fucking competition, I think it's okay. I wouldn't say it's snitching necessarily. I mean, it's... Well, it's snitching, technically. It is snitching, and, like... But it's early enough, and it's... Also, it's true. So, it's, Exactly! It's not like you're making things up or making a mountain out of a molehill. Like, that is something that she needs to know, even beyond, like, fine, like oh, because I care about you so much. No, like, it's early enough in the competition that it's like, why would I potentially risk losing my spot for somebody who's being dishonest? Exactly. Although I was pretty impressed with Cheesy, I guess, here. He's holding his own as they just go back and forth. He's probably a guy who's been picked on a time or two. Because he's probably sitting there like, yo, I know you can't fucking throw a punch at me right now because you're going to get kicked off the fucking show. Plus, it could lead to a lawsuit. Well, as we see. Well, Later on this season. So yeah, so cheesy. You know, I was like, all right, because he's like, how the fuck am I a disgrace? How am I a disgrace? Come on, man. Yeah, you're not going to do anything about it. That's all I'm saying. And he walks away, and you, you know, knockouts kind of like laughing, saying something about before I hold of you something vicious or whatever. To guy, go to anger management. So we cut to Taylor Maid ordering three dozen roses for the next day on the phone because he does have the date and he kind of wants to time it up. So and you know he's talking ends, he's to a in. producer too because he's like, "Hi, this is Taylor Maid." Well, he was going to say <laughs> his name because he does that weird hesitation. Well, I mean, he's sure. like, "Well, what do I say?" Well, no, but I think that he still wouldn't say Taylor Maid yeah. to uh, like they, they clearly staged this interaction. Yes. Well, and with the delivery too, but yes. we'll get there. Yeah. 
So it's now 11 a.m. the next day. Taylor Maid is doing something in his bed where we see yours is still sleeping. So now it's getting it a little like ridiculous. It was 11 something in the afternoon. In the morning. In the morning, right. Well. But he went to sleep at 8.30 at night. Listen, jet lag is hard. I mean, unless he woke up early, did some shit, he went back to nap, and now they just, you know, shady edited on him. Lord knows. Very I love possible. Waking up re- I love waking up for breakfast and then going to take a nap. Yes, you do. Oh, so good. So now we get a note from New York for Taylor Maid. Good morning, guys. Midget Mac and I got our Mac on last night, but today I'm kicking it with my two other winners. Taylor Maid and Buddha, I want to see which one of you has the fastest moves. Meet me downstairs in 30 minutes. I'll catch up with the rest of you later tonight at Elimination, where we find out three of them will now be going home. So okay. we're going to go from 15 to 12. So it cuts to Taylor Maid getting ready, which I said like this is kind of a Patrick Bateman moment. Oh, absolutely. They did that on purpose. They want the they, money. Like They do the... They did... Well, I guess because there is no like theme music for American Psycho yeah. that they could do. But like Well, they could have put on fucking Huey Lewis and the well, News. Well, like they or couldn't they couldn't leave. The greatest love of all. Well, so, they don't have the money. They have, yes, yes. They have money, but not that money. So they decide to go with another iconic horror theme, or rather the Kirkland brand great value version of the Halloween theme. Yes. It's like it's like ting 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 ting. Well, no, you're yes, exactly yes. It is a much better, different version than Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. It is very clear that they are trying to do American Psycho thing because obviously, especially in 2007, a guy who enjoys a a mask obviously is a murderer. Yo, y'all gotta moisturize, yo. I'm telling you, take care of your skin. Now we got to work on exfoliating for you, and then you'll be unstoppable. We do have to do that. Although I do like the gentle facial cleanser. And you did put me on to that, uh, that face lotion. The Avena. It's the only one. Well, I don't, we don't know if we could say na- brands. Of course I can fucking say a brand. We're giving them free promotion. Oh, that's Why true. would they be mad about that? The Avena Ultra Calming. But yes, no, that stuff is fantastic. Regardless, it's, I just, you forget how much time has passed between now and 2007 when literally any skincare either made you gay or a murderer. Like, or a gay murderer. Or a gay murderer. Who knows? So we get to daytime where they're all in the limo and they show up at a go-kart track called Dromo One. This is pretty fucking awesome. I was thinking though, because she's dressed um really bad. I feel like even kind of by 2000 standards, mm. but it also sort of made me reflect on her saying that like Dolly Parton is a major idol for her. And I was thinking about that famous Dolly Parton quote about how she always idolized like the trashy women growing up like she wanted to dress just like them and that influenced her style and i was okay. like okay so then dolly parton influenced new york style in that way as well all right i mean she looks fantastic cannot stress that enough. no of course it just, the yeah. outfit itself is a choice i did love her here where she just goes like i ain't getting one of those fucking things they were gas-powered go-karts too is that not normal because like on what every time i google this place which closed in 2010 so it's not like true kind of to go on but uh yeah like, are go-karts normally gas-powered, or are they electric? I mean, the ones I've been in have been gas. Okay. Because I feel like it was, like, a big selling point in a lot of the things that I read about it, and I was like, oh, is that not normal? Well, the thing is, gas have a lot more power. I mean, I would So guess, I look yeah. at this as, are there electric the one, ones? Yes, but these ones are definitely more to be like. Do you remember the go-kart place on Route 17 in Ramsey? Speedway? Yeah, I guess. That, that one's not still open, right? Because it's the baseball place now? It is baseball. Yeah. It was that. Was it, that? And they that's did the a, only time I've ever done go karts. I think it was go kart, and I think they did paintball, paintball at some point too. Yeah. Although there's a bunch of paintball places around up here now too. Of course. 
But uh, like, did you ever do? I assume you went there at some Speedway, point. Speedway, no. I'm but I went to the ones down the shore a few times. Okay. Or there was ones near where my brother went to Monmouth. Yeah, we hit like go kart tracks down there. That was a lot of fun. I've been in a few. Then like, where we go on vacation? When the fuck? Where we went? It wasn't in Vermont. It might have been Massachusetts. Or I was something. gonna say it seems like a Lake George thing too. But it's a maybe. Oh God, I remember the time we were gonna <laughs> Lake George. If you're ever gonna rent one of those little fucking like I don't want to say dune buggy, but one of like the carts they have, you can rent. You can drive down the strip and yeah. everything, and, like do what you want. If you're over six feet tall, and well, they have them in other even beach close to too, overweight. But... Oh my! I could I looked at it because we we're like, yeah, we'll rent these. But what? We go over. I look at it. I was like, I can't even sit in this thing. I literally couldn't get in the vehicle. Dang! It was that's what like I went to sit and I couldn't bend my leg. Like I didn't have room to even try to sit. I'm six two, so you might even have to be shorter than like five ten. Okay, back to this. <laughs> I don't know why we're going. Go car tips with Mike. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and overweight tips. I guess <laughs> I've dealt with a lot of shit in my life. So, we find out whoever wins their race is going to get some extra time with New York. As they start, Taylor Made starts out in the lead. And Buddha's just saying, if I stay tight on the corners, I can't lose. Actually, like, and uh, what's his name? Taylor Made makes some comment like, oh, I've actually done this kind of racing before. And I'm just like, okay. okay. Yeah, it's like, like a you're lot supposed of to be have, impressed? A lot of people have done go-karts before. If you were, like, at a Formula right. One track like, yeah, or something. I, I was 13 once. You know, it's Yeah, a, like, right? Like, I went to a birthday was party the before. Be like, I, had, I remember my first beer. <laughs> perfect timing that would have been the joke's so old and last time I laughed I fell off my dinosaur uh, oh okay that was, well no I'm that's from, I know oh. it, I know I know it's from step I know it's from step brothers but that joke at this point also is like you could kind of say that statement back to that joke because it's so yes. played out at this point but it's it's not really a flex it is a very weird flex like if they were doing like actual you know like car. NASCAR? Right. Like yeah, that Formula kind of racing. One. I'd be like, oh, that is actually impressive that you've done this before. But this is, yes. especially knowing he has like a kid. I think his daughter was probably, how old did I figure out she was around then? Like 11, 12. Like I'm sure he went go-karting with his kid before. So not that impressive, sir. So pretty much you get the quick cuts. He ends up getting bumped by Buddha at some point, hitting the wall. Can't catch back up. So Buddha obviously ends up winning due to the collision. What I thought they should have done is whoever has the fastest lap. I don't know. I That's like how I look at it. Because you shouldn't be able to hit part. each other. I didn't really like, well, care. All that. of a sudden, it was like Buddha being like, yeah, I won. And I was like, oh, yes. really? He I did get care. a trophy. And then she goes, how you doing, Taylor Made?" And you just see his face where he's like, fuck this. He's so mad. He's so upset. Now we get a quick cut back to the house where the doorbell rings. And there's a girl at the door bringing flowers that we know is the ones that Taylor made ordered. I guarantee that she's like some PA. It's like She works on the show. It's very obvious. Straws and she just happened to draw the shortest straw. Yes. Where it answers the door. And if, I like that he does ask, well, who the fuck sent him pretty much? Yeah. And her going, and this is where you know she works for the show because she has to think on her feet. Like, oh, she goes, I, I don't know. I was just giving them to drop off. Yeah. And it's like, nah, like, I'm sorry. Like, you clearly work for the show. We get this. So he does say in a talking head, well, they didn't say no name, so shit gotta be mine. It's like, all right, fuck it. He's gonna try. I guess he's also the pootie of this season, too. Yes. In which I do, I did laugh here, where as she's leaving, he offers a lemon, she says Yeah, no. like, he was, I guess, chewing on a lemon wedge, you know, like yeah. one does. You want this? And I've just goes, he's you. like, I don't, I didn't have a tip to give her, so I just, <laughs> I, I offered her a lemon. I do like that he tried figuring out, though, when she was walking away, like, yo, you from, like, 1-800-Flowers or something? Oh just so if anyone asked, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I ordered them from this place. 
So we get back to the date where New York is asking about their last relationships. And we find out that Buddha said he had to put a restraining order on his last one. He treats this like it's some kind of flex. It's not. No. She New does York too. New York treats it like it's a flex. It's not. It's not. Like, oh my god. Like, and I get the instinct to want to be like, dick so good, bitch put out a restraining order. But like, it's not It could also good. just be a mental health issue or an abusive issue. Right. Or, or I don't know. It's just icky and weird that they like play it like, oh my god, like dick must be so bomb. And it's like, um, Gross. Everybody involved in this conversation is fucking weird. Like, why is this something you're striving for? New York is so blinded by a hot guy, it's almost kind of sad. Hot guy, and if they say they have a big dick, it's really it. I mean, he does does have major big dick energy. We will get to Sister Patterson later, but yes. So New York then says to Taylor May that she knows that he has a daughter and he was in a long-term relationship with their mom. Yeah, so they were together for 10 years, he says, and... She's like, you know, I, I just, I'm so, like, she acts like she's appreciating his honesty. She's like, you know, I'd rather you tell me too much than not enough. And she just really, like. Which with looks, these shows, I kind of get it. I mean, that's a good, uh, like. Something I, always comes up later I mean, from in someone. in my mind, like, that is my approach to dating. Like, I'd rather you, like, lay it all out on the table early yeah. than me being invested and me finding out some shit later on. And that is my, that was always my approach to relationships, whatever. But then, like, because she, like, makes him feel like he can trust her, he goes, oh, yeah, so, like, after we broke up, I was also married for three and a half years, and it's, like, record scratch, freeze frame, like, he Well, because he says they're just finishing their divorce now. Right, and that is, like, a big difference. There is, yes, that is a very big difference. I just, it's just so funny because she's like, oh, I'd rather you be honest, but I'm going to punish you for your honesty because she like freaks the fuck out about this. Yeah, but you still... could tell she just wanted a fucking excuse to spend time with Buddha one on one and like get rid of I think it's made. that, but I also kind of think that it was like New York being kind of irrational because she is very jealous and she also loves to push the guy true. away because I think that she's starting to think like, oh, this guy is checking a lot of boxes because yeah. he's charming and he's obviously very open to buying me expensive things and if he's got a kid that's usually a pretty i mean and he seems pretty involved in his daughter's life like you can kind of get that sense when he talks about her we don't see very much of him talking about it but like you get that vibe from him and you can tell that all of that is starting to make her nervous because Mm -hmm. on paper he's checking off a lot of boxes so she needs to find an excuse to push him away and he leads by saying that we're legally separated we're about to finish finalize our divorce and new york we're both dating and new york like at this point she is now 25 new york has no reason to be as like incredulous about this whole thing as she is i mean if I was to start dating again and a guy told me he was finalizing his divorce, I would certainly, I would let that give me pause in the sense I would want to slow down the relationship to gauge kind of where he's at mentally about it, mm-hmm. like wait for the divorce to be finalized. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I can understand the hesitation for wanting to like go full steam ahead, but to act like he's cheating on his wife with her or something like that was just so overboard and unnecessary. Exactly. 
Which then she excuses Taylor made, says he could go sit in the bleachers. Oh my which... god! And the way they fucking have him laying down, looking forlornly, like a like a. He looks the fu- fu- furious at himself. Well, not, not even furious at himself, just like sad puppy. Like because he's like, always looking around and like th- it looks like he's just thinking like nonstop. Well, he probably is overthinking his choice, and I, I think he's also just like pissed that he's losing out to Buddha, who's yes. like already kind of coming off to be like a little bit of a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the their approach to the race i think spoke volumes about who they are as people because it was very interesting that i mean and granted also we're basing this on talking heads and clearly they're trying to craft a narrative yes, of course but like also which kind we're of, kind of falling into that but, in that case. but no yeah. but not even that i think and maybe it's the seeing who they are now is coloring my perspective a little bit but like I do think it's kind of interesting that Buddha's thing was like whatever it takes to win, even if it means like hurting him. And we see him kind of act on this a little later on in the season. Mm. Whereas Taylor Made is just like I'm focused on New York. I want to win this for New York. It just I don't know. Maybe I'm letting the present perspectives not just because I don't like agree with one and d- disagree with the other, but also just like I don't know. Just like Buddha just seems like a way more like negative kind of miserable vengeance-seeking kind of person he acts differently than he seems like he truly is as a person does that make sense it it does but he also is like letting these little bits of himself slip out yes okay that's what it is i guess he's just kind of hiding it so you kind of get a peek behind the curtain every once in a while creeps me out he seems like the kind of guy that you would make one of those like fatal attraction style movies what whatever the one we were talking about um the one the one one on netflix yeah 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 like that he seems like that kind of guy I would want to know if the restraining orders were both ways. That's all I'm saying. Good question. The nice thing, though, I do have to give him a, a crumb of credit for is that he is loudly and proudly pro- proclaiming on this show that he loves black women, and we stand that. Although Woo! he does yes. seem a little ho-tappy. Yes. So it's like, do you like actually love and value black women because they're treated like shit by the rest of the world, or are you like trying to find your queen and you know build your nation you know whatever the fuck go black women (laughs) so the guys get back to the house from the date you gotta get the slow-mo where taylor made sees the roses and it's holding them i thought it was kind of funny that it's almost like buddha was the first to go at him like yo where the fuck did you get those yeah well first of all they the way when they cut to its face like you know, sometimes it's really hard to find scenes from an episode to turn into, like, the videos that we put on social media. This episode, like, I wish I could do more than one because there also are true. so many funny moments that, like, deserve to get gifed. And one of them is its face because he's got this, he's doing this weird duck thing with his lips, but, like, sort of awkward to the side. I can't describe it, but I'm sure you've seen it at this point, but it's it's very odd yes. what he's choosing to do with his face. And all the guys, throughout this part now, you kind of just understand. All the guys know that they're not its There's flowers. There's no way that he coordinated yes. this. So they're and Taylor Maid calls him out, too. It's they're like, oh, grilling him about it away like, from New York. Yeah. I'm and, waiting on a couple dozen roses to be delivered. Yeah. And is this where we get the first iconic line of the week? Yes. Is it? Are we going to? I mean, iconic lines of the week is like a little bit strong for this, but y'all need to just straight up hear it because it doesn't make any fucking sense this is where it says 
No, I couldn't, I couldn't even go out. I called my man. I said, yo, son, 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 son. He said, all right, son, 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 son. Then I said, all right. And then he said, boom, 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 boom. And I said, boom, boom, boom. I said, do you want the lemon? She said, nah. What the fuck is wrong with him? Like, dead I wish ass. I could like, just explain things like this and people be like, oh, okay, and I could walk away. I don't think they're just like, oh, okay, but it's just like, no. I'm not going to get any better than this. Yeah. Like, it's this the, was his yes. chance to sound coherent and he couldn't even do that. It's the so. office scene where he goes, I hear you or whatever. Michael turns to me, oh, yeah? What'd I say? He's like, you were like, do. And she was like, yeah. And it's like, do. Yeah, exactly. Sorry if I bothered you with my friendship. But no, it's really what it is. Like, it's just to be able to just go in this situation, go something, 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 then the boom, boom, boom. No. I mean, it's a great way to get people to leave you alone. But it's, everyone just kind of sits like there like, weird, okay. I wonder if it's like he t- took that jail approach to it where it's like you have to seem like the weirdest guy. So like nobody fucks with you like that episode of Hey Arnold where like. Don't hit me. I'll hit me. He beats yeah, the shit out of himself yeah. in a trash can. He's got like a don't hit me. Which I'll is also influenced from something, but I can't remember it what. Is. There's a but, movie. But like, what if that's just his approach to the house? Like, he's going to out weird everybody so they leave him alone. That's true. Don't fuck with the crazy guy. I also think Taylor made keeping his cool here, though. I would have been like, I would have gotten loud. He knows he should have. I mean, I guess because he knows the truth will come out eventually. Because yes. it's, if everybody else either wasn't questioning it or believed him, then I'd be a little more inclined to want to try hard. But, like, nobody, everybody knows that this is bullshit. Cause this, like, yes. we all, everybody knows. Because the second New York steps up, I w- if I was tailor-made, I'd been like, listen, I ordered you three dozen roses to be delivered here. So when we got back from our date, they'd be here for you. Be like, if he got you one, then mine just aren't here yet. But this is kind of fishy to me because he hands them to New York and says, these are from me. She goes to give him a little kiss to thank him. And he just kind of takes advantage of the situation and just rams his tongue. Ew. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Although at least she she has about the same reaction as you do, where she said it was gross. His tongue was covered in mucus and she runs off immediately understandable but now we get buddha confronting it again about the flowers which i thought it was like why is he doing this for taylor made but i also think it's just so like fuck this guy i'm blowing up his spot and trying to get him out of the house i don't know i like i said i think it's just eventually everybody knows it's all gonna he's gonna get caught in the lie now so. i don't know if this is another iconic line of him but this is where it's like oh so where'd you get this many roses and he goes, oh, I got people in California. And then oh, he just does the whole, yeah, like... Yeah, so they start grilling him about where the roses come from. And he's, like... And, his, and he's not doing himself any favors by being, like, yeah, I told them there's a mansion where a bunch of guys yeah. live. I'm and a mansion with 15 dudes. It. Boom, boom, bam, bam, you know, boom. in a way. I don't know would, why I'm going into, like, Italian gangster. I don't know, which is so not... I'm sorry. Accurate. It's not him at all. It's, for whatever reason, that's my instinct. You just gotta go, oh, whatever. It's like being the leprechaun. You just gotta, like, you just gotta channel, like, Biggie. No, I can't. Yes, you can't. That's true. Um, but you know, like he's 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 not doing himself any favors in his telling of the story. No. And so then he's like, he's oh, punk's grilling him too. And now. like, what's funny too is like the pe- people from New York in general are very proud of being from New York, especially people from the city, and especially people from Brooklyn mm-hmm. are will not stop telling you that they're from Brooklyn. Like, think Tanisha from season two of Bad Girls Club. It's all Brooklyn all day. And the thing about Brooklyn is, like, people don't really tend to leave. Or if they leave, they come back. So, like, he's saying all this stuff. Oh, I got people out in New York. I got people out. I mean, people out in L.A., people out in L.A. I have a very hard time believing that regardless. I mean, obviously, this whole thing is a lie. But Brooklyn's are very, like, they stay there. You know? 
I mean, barring gentrification. But he then starts saying, oh, yeah, I got I got people in New York, whatever. And he goes, they're like, who do you know in L.A.? Well, the because one of them does say, yo, like, what address are we at right now? He's like, like, right, I don't like, know. I think it's uh, Punk and yeah. I think Punk and Booter like, are both grilling him about that. Like, oh, what's he the address then? He knows his ways. What's the address? And he's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I told him some major LA where a bunch of guys are. Sure. But then he says that his friend Larry helped him out. One Larry Fishburne. Yes. Like Lawrence Fishburne. Someone goes like, wait, wait, like Lawrence Fishburne. Like the actor. I think like that's one of those things how people, goes, say, yeah. how people say like Bobby De Niro. Like I think Larry Fishburne is to be a, like it's his body. Well, actually, no, I lied. His I think he's credited as Larry Fishburne in Apocalypse Now. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but I because I've only watched it once. But I'm fairly certain. Which you know he was underage and like technically shouldn't have been doing that movie. Like Mila Kunis in that seventy show. Yeah, lied about his age to get into. And look it. at him now. I mean, yeah. Got into movies, has had a very successful career, which is good. Is he still is he still working now? He does things. Right? Yeah, I guess. Might have been a little while, but he's still probably reaping in those Matrix fucking checks. That's true. Definitely. Always. Get the quick cut. I don't understand why they would be, or why Unsure would reveal any more kind of secrets after having the spot blown up once. I don't know. People are so bad at reality TV. I think he just wanted to go home. He Agreed. just wasn't feeling it. Because Cheesy's saying, you think you still have a chance tonight? And him just Unsure saying he just wants to leave. But he's starting to be like, the guys around here oh are my God. wanted a friend or a roommate. This like, that's not like, what you're here for. I was dying. He goes, I want to leave because the guys around here aren't what I want in a friend. And it's like, what that means it's like so you don't like black people this well no like, i don't think it's that i think it's the i think it's this the gossip and the bullshit like the petty that's bullshit also true. like i think that's what he's referring to but it's like you're not did you not here. see any other show this isn't america's next top best friend this isn't rupaul's best friend race you know like we're not we're not here to make friends we're here for the love of somebody or at yes. least to like build a career like you're like friendship is a perk not an expectation and then here we're he tells Cheesy, oh, don't say anything. And, and Cheesy goes, well, we made that rule. Nothing leaves this room. And then with oh it, just, God. boom, quick cut to Cheesy with New York and Entertainer. Just saying, yeah, I'm sure doesn't care if he goes home or not. Says he doesn't want to be here. He's done. He packed his stuff. It's I like, wait, what? Dying. So good. So we get, I do like Cheesy's talking head here. He's like, let's start the drama. Like, he gets all excited. And you're like, all right, Cheesy, you're probably going to stick around for a little while. So he's... A little bit of the Boston, and like I guess, who else was that kind of person on season one? I guess oh, it was I just Boston. I look right? at—he is the Mister Boston of this yeah. season, the Mister Cheesy. So New York goes to confront on shore, and Mitch and Mac is also there this time. And eventually, the camera pans, and it seems like a bunch of guys are in the kitchen. But Unsure just tells her he wants to go back to Miami. Doesn't want to be around people who stab each other in the back. Why did you sign up for reality television then? This isn't like a brand new concept. You knew what you, I'm sorry. If you didn't least, know what you like, were getting into with this, you're just fucking stupid. At the very least, like we all, I mean, I maybe watched like one episode of Survivor in my entire life. And even I know that that is like the the point of it. Like yes. any reality competition show, I'm not encouraging sabotage, but like it's perfectly you gotta reasonable win. that it's there. I mean, God, if anyone's, if anyone has watched Big Brother, I know you really haven't. But every single person in that house is like, you know, they start their alliances, they do this and that. But when they do their little interviews in like the rooms by themselves where no one can hear them, it's always like, oh, yeah, I'm making this person think that I'm with them. I'm making this person think of this. They're playing the reality show game. 
Yeah. There's a strategy to it. Especially Big Brother above all things. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that. Yeah. I do like Big Brother. That was a good show for a little while. So she does go to him. Sure. Says, you're ready to go home. He says, yeah, like, go ahead. Send me home. And then I love how Entertainer gets so pissed here. He's like, no, send it right there. And like turns and like walks out with New York. Like, yeah. But you see everyone else's face like, oh, God, here we go. So now we see Taylor May knocking on New York's door, and she answers. Her hair all down and everything, too. I really like, liked Ooh. this curly wig yeah. on her. No, it looked pretty good. It looks great. She looks great with, like, voluminous hair like that. Yeah. Because I feel like the, the flat hair makes her look like Janice from The Muppets. You do always, yeah. Kind of go do. back to that, yeah. And I remember always well, it's thinking that. with the eyeshadow. That. And... I remember thinking that, and then seeing Daisy being like, oh, this bitch really looks <laughs> yes. like her for, like, Janice from the Muppets. But, yes, I, I love the vo- the short, voluminous, kind of, like, 40s curls on New York. It's, like, such a good look for her. This one part with Taylor made, it's kind of as New York says, like, he is kind of being a punk-ass bitch. Like, she goes whining like a punk-ass bitch. Like, it, it's and really... it saddens me. Like, yeah, like, he really is so much into his head. Because I get it, He's like, oh, I got a lot of my mind from earlier. I want to do whatever it takes to prove I'm here for you. And it's like, stop overthinking shit. I mean, in the end, it kind of works out here. Because she's like, I want to talk to your ex-wife. Or wife's technically still. Yeah, wife. Till the divorce. He's like, fuck it, okay. So dials the number, New York gets on the phone. I'm dying because she absolutely sounds like a woman of color. I would guess- Who, Nancy? Uh, yeah, I would absolutely guess Latina. Because it is funny when she picks like, up- Because you could hear the difference in She voices. goes, hello, who is this? She's like, this is New York. She goes, oh, okay. Like, she gets all excited, yeah, like she knew I mean, it was coming. he told her, and I mean, if they're doing She divorce, knew he was going well, to the show. Well, yeah, I'm sure if they're doing divorce stuff, they probably, like- It has to be told. Yeah. Hey, I'm going on this show. And she's and probably like, like, hey, good luck, buddy. They might be on good enough terms, because she says, like, the big reason they broke up is because he's a workaholic. Yeah. Which is like you know you can stop wanting to be with somebody for that reason you can decide somebody's not yeah. right for you for that reason isn't that what happened with or what tango. was mentioned with tango yeah mm-hmm. it's like yo if all you do is work it's kind of parallels tough. and i mean yes well so we do get a point here too though where she says is there a possibility that you may want him back and oh wait side note sorry the reason Ooh. why i brought up the thing about his wife being a woman of color is that i'm pretty sure that his the mother of his daughter is black because his daughter looks mixed oh okay so i he's that's his type I there you go his type. Oh, that's boy. his type sonia that's his type there you go twice in this episode i gotta do that nice well, love sweetie so we get a slow-mo here after she asked that question if we're going like and like oh, opening that, that and closing her eyes that face is a very famous the, mm, gif is it that is a famous gif yeah what did you say the face that launched launched a thousand gifs the face that launched a thousand it's so GIFs. true you, this whole season it's all it is and it's just so appropriate for so many different situations indeed but. so now we're already at elimination time where in walks in someone who we have not seen this entire episode sister patterson she makes up for last time with problematic comments though oh that's true so it's surprising that she wasn't really involved, but I get yeah. it's New York show. And probably staying away moments. from the water. But she they clap for her, they clap for New York, which we haven't yes. seen anybody on any of these shoot shoes, any of these shows do before. New York coming out, the tight little black dress. Boobies popping everywhere. Oh she God. really is all about and that you know this season. Like, they're too? always gonna be out. And then I know that she ultimately later has problems with them, so I yes. don't know if it's like a, but like this stage of her move job seems pretty good because at a couple different points they like move. Yeah. No, they look pretty legit. They're jiggling, baby. Yeah. (laughs) They're jiggling, baby. (laughs) 
so New York starts talking, and then st- this is funny because you get a quick cut. She goes, "Wait, what the fuck are you still doing here?" And, and it cuts to unsure, unsure with his fucking Ed Hardy hat. And it's like he had the hat to kind of hide himself a little bit, so right. maybe like, she won't see me blended like, in here. Right, he's just gonna blend into the background as like the fucking white Guido weirdo kind like, of guy. Comes up, doesn't really fucking say anything, and she's like, "No, no, no, wait here. I'm going upstairs." I have a thought that he's a plant, though. By the way, also kind I of kinda agree with that. that. That's how I feel with a few of them. Yeah. But comes back down, throws the jacket at him, starts talking shit. Pretty much at that point, walks out, done. There goes one of the three. Because I don't think she'd be that rude to somebody who was like more. I mean, obviously, she acts like an idiot for. Well, yeah, he says like an ass. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. It's like, well, you're supposed to be here for me, so fuck you. She did like a little bit more than she normally does. Okay. Just like a, a, a little bit. A little bit. So now we are going into who is safe. So the first person she says was exceptionally wonderful to her and she had such a great time with him today. It's Buddha. So you're going into a slight Moira. Buddha. <laughs> like the way you were saying that. It's a wonderful time with Had a wonderful time <laughs> today. So of course, no surprise, and obviously it's, it's his Buddha. Second week in the top three, so we're gonna keep an eye on yes. that pattern as well. It's like the tango, the jazz, the there's always some the hoops. Uh, Seems to be a fan favorite. Floated in the middle for a while because she was pretty forgettable at the beginning. She did kind of yeah do her own thing. I never paid attention to stats until Jess, just because Jess was called so early. Every so time every, she's like top three every, week. every single week. So I guess well it's just something we'll have to keep an eye on. Very true. The next person she says is a guy that's so wonderful. He makes her laugh, and they had such a perfect date the night before. So you know obviously who it is. it's Midget Mac. Yeah, gets all excited. Yeah. Uh, Sister Patterson, of course, has to make a gross comment in a talking head, saying he's short, he's out of his league, and he doesn't belong here. Like I said, she makes up for lost time. The next person, she says, in the beginning, she wasn't so sure about him because her mom didn't, her mom still doesn't have anything good to say about him. It is the entertainer. Little surprise to see him third. Uh... I guess because he was the one that was leading the charge about telling yeah. her about the jacket. Oh, that's true. Also, Plus, when you see the other order, the rest of the guys, it's like, all right, I kind of get why. Yeah, I also have another theory about that, but I'm going to save it to the end. Oh. It's not really that groundbreaking. It's just, it's not worth going off on the thing about oh. now. He does a talking head that's just so funny and so, like, New York metro area where he's like, Sister Patterson is the only mother in the world doesn't think that doesn't like me. You know, go back to my hometown. There's a lot of mothers that like me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> People say I'm a swell Oh, wait, no, guy. this is where I have it in here. Oh, okay. So this is where I was thinking, because I was like, oh, so there's the Guidos last season, and obviously there's a couple Guido-ish people this season. Yeah. Clearly Frank is supposed to be the 12-pack again, so New York must have no, a No, I thought 20-pack is... Oh, no, I see what you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 20-pack is the heat. Yes. But, uh, yeah, there's, like, a lot that is clearly very indicative of that sort of thing. So I was like, all of a sudden I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know who I would love to see her with? Polly D. Huh? Right? Like, they, I feel like they'd have cute little... I always like Polly. Like, I mean, I think it's a little gross that he's, like, 40 and now doing the show and with, like, girls in their 20s. But, like, he always seemed like a nice kind of guy that didn't take life too seriously and... Go on a couple dates, maybe, but I, I don't know if, if it could, would work. I, I don't think it would... I think if she could just, like, mellow out and be, like, Tiffany instead of self-sabotage Queen New York... Mm. If she could just, like, because, like, I like her when you see her interviewed and she's, like, very, like, humble and kind of, like, cutesy and whatever. Where she's not, like, yes, 100, like, 50% I don't know, I just feel like they'd have, like, nice little kind of playful chemistry and I would like to see it. 
Interesting. I would like to see I didn't it. think about that. But. I don't know. I, I didn't think about it till then. And like, clearly Guidos are her thing. Although she's into big dicks. Apparently Vinny's the one. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But Vinny's like, Vinny's literally orange. So. Yes. Well, it hasn't stopped other people. That's true. I mean, listen, I'm not going to stop her from being a cougar. I'm just saying Polly and her like closer in age. Yes. So it would be nice if, for him to date somebody age appropriate for a change. The next person, we kind of go through a bunch of people you very gotta quickly. You got to cut the quick cuts here, yeah. So, Man Man is fourth, very interestingly, in my opinion. Punk is fifth. I'm surprised you didn't put him higher because he's doing a lot of the right things. Yeah. And he looks good without a shirt. Save it. He's the one where I always look and I go, all right, he's the one who's like, you see him here and there, but he's going to be the mid-season to a little bit later on starting to get more camera time. Oh, definitely. Oh, he's definitely a personality that cameras sort of gravitate towards mm-hmm. and he's good at kind of playing he is a little bit more of the tango personality wise yeah uh, just because he's a fucking cornball and he's just clearly like so here for new york and like he's like very interested in like the female gaze like he's got big chippendales energy yeah like thunder from down <laughs> under what... like that was his like real calling then cheesy and she says she can't help but laugh at him or with him or something but like whatever i think even by nerd standards man you really don't like cheesy huh even by nerd standards well you hate things that are cheesy minus cheese itself yeah but like i i do and i don't but i also think that i could see the appeal of mr boston more than i could see his appeal okay like i don't know just something about cheesy is just like very he reminds me of randall from fucking recess you know not just because he's like a rat, but That's also the just, guy? Yeah, just something about his posture and just like something he just gives him big Randall energy. Okay. Many different not the big energy expected from a show. Yeah. Then the next person is Mr. Wise. Just quick. We just haven't really see him, yeah. Yeah. The next person, she hopes he can work it out with her mom, but Sister Patterson is still bothered by his comment no. from the week before. You skipped twenty pack and pretty. Oh. But anyway, those are the next two. They're next. real quick. It's like, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. here's your chain. See ya. Uh, so, obviously, the comment from the week before is a reference to the big dick yes. comment from Wolf. Get a big so dick. Dick Wolf is up next. Yes. Bum, bum. <laughs> every time he gets a chain. <laughs> every time he gets selected. <laughs> we might have to play that every time we talk about it from here on. I, look, I don't know. I feel like if it's an episode that's Our very. when he dick ultimately, Wolf update. When he ultimately goes home. I feel like it's going to be, like, the episode's probably going to focus on him a lot, so it's going to be really annoying. So, I don't know. We'll play it by ear, but for now. Jesus. (laughs) Although we do get a quick talking head from Sister Patterson. It just goes, there's more to life than a dick. I thought that was great. Trying to give her daughter some knowledge. It would have been better without it being bleeped, but we'll have to settle. The next person, she says he's cute and funny. She likes him, but she doesn't know if she was going to keep him or let him go. But then he just brought her roses earlier in the day. It. And Taylor Maid is like, in a talking head, he's like, listen, I wasn't going to confront her, like uh, confront him about it in front of her. But like, whatever. And that's when we break out the ho, 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 ho. There you go. Ho, 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 ho. Like, so dramatic for no reason. And he does it in a way that I was a little bit impressed by. He, I mean, 
there is no good way to handle this situation, I guess. But the best possible way is he kind of just he's like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but and then like goes into his whole thing. He like, tries oh, to be a gentleman about it. Yeah, yes. he's just kind of like, given the I really don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. And listen, if you're trying to claim shit that I fucking paid for, I'm going to be pissed. So he handled it probably a lot better than I would have. I would have called it out right in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. So you we ask were, any of the guys around so here. So I forgot. This is when I remembered that he was a mama's boy, Taylor made. Mm. And I was like, I was because I was surprised that Sister Patterson was like going to bat so hard for him. Well, and because Taylor made one of her boys. I I know that's, oh, what, that's I'm what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But also, I think she thinks that it is fucking weird. Also so true. she would active and probably gives her chance vibes and yeah. like she's scared of New York falling for that again. So. She tries. She, oh, so you're lying. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, right in she's, his face. She's grilling him right away. She gets right the fuck up yep. out of her chair and she's like, no, absolutely not. New York, did you buy them? New York is trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and being like, so did you guys like go in on them together and he's just taking full credit or like, no. And everybody else. not happening. Yeah, yeah, no, nobody's having it, whatever. So we get a very long flashback sequence like they really stretch this out one of lemon right where they've done that but then the whole time while they're doing this elongated flashback sequence they're having sister patterson's going roses play over and over and over and this is like i didn't tech like keep track of how long it is but it is way too fucking long to get this point across but ultimately he does admit that he did not pay for the roses so did not technically i did not buy them that's what he <laughs> technically, says technically no literally you did yes. not buy them new york starts yelling at taylor made in particular because obviously she's still upset with him because she's being irrational about the marriage thing and kind of sends them both back and they it does start to get heated like the guys are kind of in each other's faces a little bit and it, it does get a little spicy. She keeps and, it kind of calm, though. And, and it's just like, go back, well, go back. And then, so they go back, and it says to TaylorMade, roses are red, violets are blue, you got pink roses, so it didn't come from you. Although he also got a chain. You forgot oh, to mention. Oh, yeah, he does still get the chain, yeah. despite Because New York's, like, pretty much saying, TaylorMade, like, go back to your spot, right. you know, go back, go back, still gives the chain. Sister Patterson is not happy about it. Understandably, because it's fucking weird to do that. So there's three guys left who don't have chains. So it's TaylorMade, Knockout, and yours. Yes. So she tells TaylorMade that she's scared of the fact that he's married and tells Knockout that he always wants to pick fights and that he is clearly just here for the cameras because of it. Mm -hmm. And then yours, she's like, I haven't seen your ass all fucking day. Like, you should have really been here. You're not here to nap. You're here to be with me. Like, what the fuck? I can So... New York then says that she's going to go with Taylor Mage. She says, yes, he's married and yes, he has bad hair plugs, but there's something about Taylor Mage that makes me want to keep him around. I did laugh also because before that, when the guys are kind of going back and forth, she's like, I don't want to get like with claps. I can't do it because I'm holding yes. the microphone, but I do not want to get caught up on roses. This is hard for me yes. because I have my last chain left. It's like, that's not a challenge. Like, I wish that was my You know who problem. you're choosing already. Right. So she does go with TaylorMade and yours starts losing yeah. his fucking mind in a way that like as a woman made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I was like, is he going to be 
violent? Is he gonna hurt himself or somebody he's else? He's upset, but or... I mean, God, like he's like taking his shirt off, rational. like this is cops, and the desperation is genuinely embarrassing. Yes. And I think he was a mama's boy, right? He was one. He of them. was. So Sister Patterson was very upset. Yeah, and even Entertainer said it. Entertainer said he was very shocked to see yours go. Yeah, I mean, I guess really because it. It's like you're keeping it, like really. Yeah, that was very surprising. I also fucking died laughing. I have to make this iconic line of the week, too, because it's just so good. The thing I don't like about Knockout is his face. He looks like a pinto bean with eyes. And plus, he's violent. And he gave me diarrhea chocolate, so he had to go. <laughs> That's funny. That entire fucking sentence is just gold. Like, or sentences, rather. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just fucking gold. And kind of funny here it's just again it's like the same thing that made the midget line funny despite not being funny but like it's just like her very deadpan delivery of the most absurd sentences she can think of yeah that's what makes it funny not always she's good con- at post-production I mean, also, interviews calling somebody a pinto bean is uh, random i don't like off the top of my head i don't think he looks like a pinto bean to me, like, in my opinion. Yes. But, you know, maybe she's privy to something that I am not. And also just calling them diarrhea chocolates. Again, it's just hilarious to bring that yes. back. So Sister Patterson is angry. As we all know, I love a good conspiracy. But she says, why does one of my guys have to go every night? And she it's thinks it's a conspiracy. Nights. It's two Well, nights. that's everything. And actually, out of her group, I mean, first of all, out of the segments who are getting gutted, the fucking internet fan picks are the ones like they That's had two, they had two left going into the episode they maintained those two this week but yeah no like that group got gutted you managed to leave with four guys i think at the end yeah it was four because now we're down to seven out of ten from the original cat like from casting's yes. decision two out of five from the internet and three out of five from the mama's, mama's boys. boys yes which, when you look at the Mama's Boys that are left, you're like, all right, I kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Mama's Boys, to me, was, like, the strongest group across yeah. the board. But... She brings in guys, she's like, they have money, they're good looking, da 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 Yeah, like, those yes. are things you want for your kid. Exactly. That's reasonable. It is funny here, as yours is leaving, he first wants a hug, but as he goes for the hug, like, just puts his head on her boob. In, like, he, like, mammy titties her. Just right into it. Yeah. Head into the boob. And she's like, face is like, okay, this is kind of weird. That is very weird. Love Sister Patterson here, though. She's gonna leave. And she said, do not say goodnight to me. And she's going to start slapping her ass Yeah, the like, guys. they try to say goodbye anyway. And they she's, like, it. trying to say, like, kiss my ass. But yeah. like, kiss my ass! But uh, she smacks herself on the butt to prove it was that funny. she is not. Oh, it's hilarious yeah. to prove that she's uh, not interested the in New York be like, Mom, wait, wait. It's like, nah. Does not want to see one of her boys leave again. And that's pretty much it for that. We then have a credit scene of Entertainer playing New York a song on his guitar. Yeah, I accidentally hit the end thing. Like, mm. instead of end credit, like, watch the rest of the credits, I ended up skipping ahead. And then I didn't want to fast forward to just get to the end. I forgot if he sounded good. He was not very good. He's right? not very good. He's not I mean, horrible. He wasn't, he wasn't awful, but, he's not that good. but it wasn't yeah. great. It's not like, oh my god, groundbreaking. Like, this should have been your gift. But no, it was kind of whatever. Not... A cra- like we say, most of the credit scenes haven't been fantastic since I Love New York Season 1 like with Chance. Hopefully we get some more, right? Like, there, yes. Know. There are sometimes you get some lines and stuff. Here's but some hoping. Do you agree with We Went Home? No. The one, I would have got rid of it. 
Yeah. Like, I think without that yours, question. I mean, like, he didn't give that much worse of a gift than anybody else. And it lying and just licking inside of her mouth. That's exactly. All of that is fucking weird. I understand and why they maybe want to keep him for the show. So maybe oh, that's definitely why he's stuff, still it's like, nah, here. Like, that's absolutely why he's still here. And because everybody's like his intention of being brought on the show is to play that chance yeah. role because he's like the wild card and whatever that they're like, yeah, let's see how long we can stretch this. Yeah. Just spoiler alert. He does not last as long as chance does yeah. in the show. But I mean, most people didn't, like, making it to the finals. Oh, well, yeah. But, like, he doesn't make it close. But either way, it's it's clear why they kept him, and it sucks. Although, yours sleeping is not really He didn't help either. his own cause. Yeah. He didn't pull that shit. He might have stayed. Yeah. We don't know who the, they could have traded for Mr. Wise or 20-pack or someone else, maybe, yeah, but who there's, knows. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Because they also probably don't want to get rid of all the fan favorites right away. Because they're like, hey, fuck you, fans. You know, right. Like, we, right we asked you your opinion in first sight like, engagement. You all sucked. Even right. though New York said, I don't think my fans know what I like. And but. not even that. Like, I think that that, if you're thinking about it with, like, market or brain, it's like, if you want people to keep engaging with your site and with your content, you need to give them some incentive to do so. So, can't have them all gone right away. Exactly. But, I don't know. How did you feel about it? I just, I would have made, I probably would get rid of it. I understand the production bullshit. Right. And they have to keep people for certain reasons and all yeah. that stuff. But I just, the stealing of the flower stuff, it could, you'd think that'd be enough to send someone home. That would be enough. And just switch them for someone else. You haven't seen anything from Man Man. We haven't seen really anything from like Mr. Wise. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Those people go, well, Pretty ends up being a creep. So. But there's, yes. And there's all there's other storyline implications that are probably going to come up, yeah. obviously, in the future episodes. I mean, like I said, I forgot how a lot of this goes. So I'm excited to see how it pans out. You see again. a lot of shit. Yeah. Whenever I try not to watch the on the next, but you kind of have to to get to the credits. I mean, some of, I mean, this one was kind of vague. It was. It was basically just everybody turning against TaylorMade. But I think it's also because I think they see him as a threat. Oh, of course. Like, obviously, like, him narking on people isn't great, but yeah. also... It's Let clear. me plant something now I think to go him, against Entertainer. I think them being narked on wouldn't bother them as much if they felt like he was not a contender. That's right, yeah. yeah. Imagine if It was saying something. They'd be like, oh, well, they, fuck well, him. He's just going to say something, something, boom, boom. He like, oh. right. Like, he's not a credible yeah. witness he's like the boom in hour. the slightest. So, right, exactly. <laughs> Who did we used to say that about? Being like boom hour? Um... Oh my god! I don't recall. Oh my god! Who did we say it about on "I Live New York" season one? Somebody who always needed captions. I'm completely blanking out. It wasn't Chance. Oh, it was. It might have been. Was it Chance? It was. So now we're saying Chance and fucking it or the Boom Hours. Listen, I didn't even make that connection until just now, but here we are. All right, that's the whole episode. Uh, I'm gonna get better about schedules, but. It's just been a couple chaotic weeks for us, so I'm sorry about the way things have been coming out, but yes. I'm going to do my best to keep working on it. We're glad to be back on track. For now, for now. Happy birthday to the past 21-year-old Bosch. Yes. Where season two premiered for him. Yeah. Very cool. Super fan Bosch. We love you. We love all of you. We're so honored that all of you have sat through and listened and taken this journey with us. Again, glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Glad you enjoy going back and watching these shows as much as we do. Glad you enjoy us. Yes. Whatever. 
But anywho, show us you love us by rating, reviewing, subscribing if you haven't already, telling yes. friends who don't suck. Five stars in the yes, reviews, please. please. Much appreciated. We'd also really appreciate Patreon donations, patreon.com slash rewind the love pod. You can find us on social media by going to at rewind love pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter by going to at Sonia Marie says on Twitter and at Sonmar Selfie as with two E's on instagram i am on twitter at mr feeny 519 on instagram just switch the numbers to a seven eight i don't post too much there you don't i just yeah i recently put up i think i've mentioned on the last episode the picture of uh jotaro and star platinum from jojo's bizarre adventure i'm not bragging about i'm just saying that's like the last thing i think i posted besides that i just don't post i'm gonna start posting there more i'm gonna find some fun things all right um on that note... Sorry. It's, yeah, it's like... I don't know. I'm not good at promoting myself, I guess. Ah! I just, at least on Instagram. Twitter, it's fun. Twitter, you're just fucking liking shit. You don't even retweet. Sometimes I do. Anyway, you can find us Not there. Rockin' Robin. Tell tweet, us what you tweet. think about... Oh, boy. Tell us what you think <laughs> about, you know, anything that we discussed. Yeah. You know, rewindthelovepod at gmail.com, too, if you want to share something else. If you got and suggestions for Patreon episodes or anything, we're obviously, we love doing all the pop culture stuff And 2000s. obviously, once uh, last chance, what is it? Uh, one more chance? One more chance. Once one more chance. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It, once one more chance comes out, we're going to be reviewing it there. Absolutely. But I feel like we've got a little bit of time to go. Yeah. So we're still in the 2000s. Love it. Help us pay for our Zeus membership <laughs> with Patreon. Uh, it's going to be yeah. fun to watch. I'm excited to watch uh, that. Excited is certainly a word that exists. I'm hoping it's not as bad as the Tokyo Tony show. I guess we'll see. But I feel like he's just a better personality for this because we have our history with Arguable. him. Arguable. But mm. uh, again, thank you all for listening. Yes. We thank love you, you all so much. We love you all. Are you going to... Conv- what are you fucking... There's an echo in here? No, <laughs> I'm emphasizing when you say it i am also saying it oh my gosh we love you all we really do appreciate it okay just (laughs) we hope you're all uh thriving doing well being smart making good choices and stay safe stay healthy yeah wear wear a fucking mask and stay six feet apart from each other remember the mask needs to go above the nose it's not a chin strap yes like andrew cuomo said don't put it under your chin when you bring it back up it makes spreading the germs even worse and giving yourself a higher chance of catching something actually one last thing i saw a guy uh, some conservative fucking idiot on tiktok was like it was ahead of like a thin blue line uh, flag mask and he was like oh take that mask off like whatever like some you know how conservatives love to imagine situations that like liberals are gonna confront them and it was like okay and then turns it around says trump 2020 on the other side and people are like you know you're putting the infected side on your yes. face right like wow it's a death cult anyway uh for the one now that we get here yes we love you all we hope you're thriving please stay safe stay smart we love you so much and we'll talk to you next week indeed bye bye